You're probably thinking, what? This is crazy. I'm going to have dinner with the enemy. And she made some really good smelling macaroni. But in all honesty, if I wanted to kill you, I... You would have already. Right as you open the door. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have even had time to shut it. No. I'd have been dead. No. Okay. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Hello. Everybody. It's the Battle of the Century episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit, <laughs> but I just wanted to open with that. How you doing, Jeff? I am. I am Okay. It's been a kind of a crazy, I think, last two weeks. I just feel like time doesn't exist anymore. What is when time? You're being, when you're when you're when you're an adult, uh, a full fledged adult, no less, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you know, just you know, catching up with life yeah. and making sure people are good. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to be. And then it's like, oh wait, we have to. Rec-. I was like, do I, I think I even texted Dad. I was like, do we have to? Do we record this week? When did we release? Was it no, 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 no? Admittedly, I drop the subtle hints on social (laughs) by posting the on our next episode, (laughs) and I'm like, Jeff's gonna see this, and he's gonna be like, Oh snap, we gotta record, and I'll be like, Hey Jeff, you remembered? That's great. No, that's my that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm like, let me put the feeler out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I was like, who's next? Oh, yes, ah, yes, 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 of yes. Course. That's right. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> it's going to be a doozy it's of an episode be doozy, today. Doozy. But did you very quickly want, yes, quickly for us, did you want to talk about Ms. Marvel? Yes. So thoughts on the first, first episode? First of all, she's everywhere. Iman. She really is. is yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And it's so like amazing to she's see so because. She's so cute. She's such a Marvel fan, and I'm I like, love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Same girl. Yeah. <laughs> same. It's so pure and wholesome. I know. Like she I knows. Love it. She know. Have you seen some of her interviews? Yeah. She yeah. knows. Did you see that one interview where um, she said that she doesn't? She's like, no, I don't believe MCU is set in Earth six one six. I read about it. I didn't yeah. see the and actual she was video. Like, no, this is Earth one nine nine or something. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just her. That's just like her theory maybe she was like kevin come on like i like <laughs> interesting <laughs> so it's like and I, I remember seeing that like on twitter and people were like and then comic twitter is like yeah. she gets it she knows she like, totally she's knows just, i she's love that yeah like yeah. And, and you know and she i did see that interview where she was like yeah you know like there's a comic book store across the street from my school i used to buy comic books all the time it was the one she was like i had a thick crush on on robert downey jr Thick. so she loved iron man yes. like growing up that's so cute i there, love it and there was it's funny then funny enough there was another interview that she did where i think the, the interviewer asked her name all their Mar- marvel movies yeah and she did <gasps> and in order there were two that she forgot oh really do you know i'll tell you the first one that she forgot you're gonna you're gonna be like oh my gosh wow of course like why uh-huh. one was guardians she didn't name. She forgot that. She was like, so she oh. completely forgot the franchise entirely. She just, yeah. And then the next one is, it's gonna blow your mind. The look on my face. Captain Marvel. 
<laughs> she was like, oh, no. she was like, no, <laughs> no, I, I can didn't. just imagine her crumbling. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for the days that we see her or she and Sochi Gomez and whoever else, maybe even Haley Steinfeld and the rest of the quote unquote young Avengers or whatever they end up becoming like in the same promotional tours as we used to get Chris and Jeremy and Scarlett and you know what I mean? I like, was just thinking that's about that's gonna that be wild. We're so used to seeing like we're so used to seeing those faces and those, those personalities. Older faces too. Yeah. And then now it's like I'm seeing a lot of Iman and yeah. or even when Haley was doing <laughs> so it. She was everywhere. Yeah. She was at every She's premiere everywhere, and which is great. every yeah, I um, love this. But the first episode I I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. The whole, like, I don't know, the whole Avenger Con thing yeah. reminded me of you. I, I was really like, want a real Avenger Con <laughs> now. <laughs> um, just, I mean, the whole youthfulness of, yeah. of like these shows, especially of re- as of recently. Yeah. It's like, in a way, it's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing to see because I know people are always just like, oh, it's just like another high school coming. And it's like, yeah, but if you think about it, there hasn't really been much of that. Yeah coming of age stories not lately not aside spidey exactly that's it outside spidey yeah um i love the whole the family aspect of it too oh, love it just because it's from an from a from an asian mm-hmm. like perspective too which yeah. i never i didn't relate to that specific like household growing up yeah but i know people who have like coming up with strict parents or yeah. like saying you have to focus on school anything else outside of school yeah is like irrelevant mm-hmm. and i was just like Oh my God. You know, all those aspects aside, I also, and I said this to you in text, I love the treatment of, of how their storytelling is. Yes. I really, really, really love it because it's like compelling as it is really tonally adding a character layer to the show itself that, again, like you said, gives it a youthful sort of feel, but it's also engaging, like no matter what demographic you might be. And it is very, to me, it's a very reminiscent of the spider-man um no way home end credits where yes. it's like the crumpled paper and the, yeah. the doodles and stuff but i love that in the show it's very specific to kamala mm-hmm. and that she is an artist and it's like it is kind of like her mom i believe said is like she's living in her own fantasy world exactly and it's like unfolding as as we're watching it and and like you said in the text like the way that they even they even characterize the way that they're texting one yes, another yeah i was going to bring that up it's so was like, cool yeah I yeah love because that. there's there's always unique creative ways to display texting yeah. you know yeah. and i feel like that was pretty unique i don't think mm-hmm. i've seen that yeah. like off the top of the head cuz i know I, when i think of because there's a lot of ways to be creative with texting. I think the first movie that comes to mind is um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they did that a lot. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is really cool and unique. Yeah, Scott and then, Pilgrim. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to go see I that. know. So <laughs> so seeing that and the way that it was and seeing it so seamlessly tied in to like the shot rather than like yeah. have, have the text be tied into the real world rather than a text or a graphic on screen. Right. Like, that was like pretty next level and i was like and i didn't it didn't click Mm -hmm. until i was like watching the scene and i was like Mm -hmm. whoa like yeah it's the way that it was shot but in miss marvel it was just so like stylistically unique to the show and it was just it was it was amazing yeah um um, how about we're obviously going to talk about kamala in her own episode very soon yes probably 
post season one? Probably, yeah. yeah. Just so we can so, do a full, yeah. full deep dive, like like Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, so again, the Thor stuff is coming out. That too. <laughs> yeah. Character posters. Oh my god, the character posters are incredible. The I, I was Dude. like, wow, they do so many posters now with like the screen X, the IMAX, yeah, and I'm like, wow, I know, I was this like, is crazy. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. Of I was posters. like, when did they start doing that? Like, did it just start? I like, feel like it's very recent. I feel like I I almost want to say Black Widow, maybe with this new uh this new phase. Maybe yeah. Because I I think Black Widow. I got a couple of Black Widow ones. This is a lot of these. Um, a lot because I know Shang Chi had them as well. Yes. Eternals had them. Yeah, I think Black Widow, Widow was the first one. Also, Chris Hemsworth looks like a comic book hero with how jacked he is in these posters. I agree. Oh, and it'll I, be here before we know it. Next month. <laughs> yeah, not even next month. <laughs> it's less than a month now because it's July eighth. Oh. Holy cannoli. I know, right? What is time? Get your tickets, guys. <laughs> Get your tickets. Grab They're your officially tickets, available. I think that 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 movie came up so quickly. I was just like so fast, especially with this promotional run. Yeah. Less than two months. Less than oh my god, yes, because mm-hmm. it started like right after Multiverse yeah. of Madness, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's a market. Holy crunch. crap! Okay. <laughs> so that's exciting. I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for that one for sure. You know what else? I'm just excited me? to see Jane. You know what else excites me? Tell me. This character we're covering today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so so back to our <laughs> back to the actual show. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the one and only Yelena Belova. Yelena Belova, aka the Black Widow. Oh, and many other names that we'll get into. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, let's get to it. Created by Devin Grayson and JG Jones, um, Elena's first appearance. So we've we've kind of been going through these characters that have had more of a modernized take um, lately. You know, like there's Jessica Jones and and even the Winter Soldier that have kind of materialized within the last 20 years or so mm-hmm. do you want to give a ballpark of when you think yelena popped up in the comics oh wow is she on the newer side like later I mean, s- newish but not too new. Nah, not like yeah no way she was released in like the 40s or no something. no no yeah yeah not sure. she's definitely not a silver age okay i want to say i want to say the 80s so close. Ugh. So her first appearance, believe it or not, of all comic book titles was in Humans number five. Uh-huh. In Humans number five. <laughs> Funny enough. Yeah. She's just a regular person. Very random. <laughs> very I know, exactly. Very random book. Um, cover dated March 1999. Oh my gosh. Relatively wow. new, but also not that young. Definitely, so she was yeah, definitely. Millennium baby. Yeah. Definitely not old. Definitely 1999 was 1999. 23 years ago. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, actually, it's just kind of, it is kind Dang of old. It. Yeah. Okay. So 23 years. Um, I meant to mention this in the Winter Soldier episode that um, we had an instance of cameo versus full appearance. And so I had right. mentioned that I had like the, the first appearance book, but it was actually, mine is actually um, the camp. Wait, no. 
reverse that. I thought I had the cameo, but I have the first full appearance of, of Winter Soldier, right? Mm. Where Bucky, where Bucky's as the Winter Soldier was Captain num- was Captain Number One, and then subsequently Number Six was his first full. full appe- okay. And so similarly with Elena, she's got what I would consider a full fledged first appearance in the Inhumans book. So it's kind of wild. Um, it's it's almost like its own sub story. <laughs> and she's got pages and pages worth in this book and they really? still consider it a cameo and it's so much to the point like <laughs> it's very classic assassin because she like drops down on this dude's hood like of his car uh-huh. and she's talking to him through the windshield very spy movie-esque right and she's doing the superhero pose and they're having this full-fledged discussion she's giving him intel and he's like but wait, who are you? And she's just like, I'm the Black Widow. <laughs> and then I was like, but she even says, the fact that she even says, I'm the Black Widow, for me, immediately is like, that's no longer a cameo. That's a that's a first that's appearance. a full-on reveal kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But it's not necessarily so. So that's... That's it's, interesting. It's very strange, yeah. But anyway, um, it isn't until Black Widow number one, the June 1999 run, that she explicitly says her name is Yelena Belova. Oh, therefore, that is, is considered the first appearance. Got it. Yeah. So, um. So, real name is first appearance. Right? Superhero name is <laughs> yeah cameo. Because also, she's technically not. She, you know, of course, at the time and, and even now, I guess she's not technically the Black Widow. She has the name as well. Yes. But Black Widow, for all intents and purposes, in the Marvel universe, is Natasha Romanoff. So it's almost like, it's almost like a false moniker. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah there are yeah. all these technicalities. It's a fine I feel. line, right? Like I wonder who decides all of this. Yeah. But um, so the highest grade. I'm not even going to make you guess because this is not. Th- these are not it, Captain America it ain't, numbers. It ain't, it ain't Cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the highest grade for her um first full no for her f- cameo appearance at nine point eight is about a grand. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty solid. First full appearance, five fifty, uh, for nine point two, um, regular cover. So this is one of those instances where there's variance, and so even the variants are worth different mm. um, amounts of money. And so uh, there's a Black Widow cover. There's also a Yelena cover, and so the Yelena version is seven hundred fifty at nine point eight, and if you happen to get one of these rare. Eh, sort of rare. They're small. They're sh- uh, minimal press variants that are like funded by uh, Dynamic Forces. Does a lot of these where it's like their exclusive uh, cover variant. They only print X amount. Um, if you happen to get one of those at a nine point eight, it's worth twenty five hundred. Nice. So I was like, oh wow, that's, that's pretty good. And then um, which I have not the Dynamic Forces one, but I do have the Yelena variant Ooh, of black oh widow number one wow uh, at a 9.4 so mine is i don't know maybe anywhere between two to five yeah wow two to five hundred so that's not too bad this is not nice. is that cool and it's a wraparound cover so on yeah. the back you see natasha um yeah it's pretty neat and super, so her abs are 
killing it here, man. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, a very different look for for the Elena that you might be familiar with. Most definitely. Um, and then, you know, of course, the lowest grade for this book you could probably get. The cameo is about 60 bucks for the Inhumans number five. And then the first full app, which is this one, uh-huh. you could get for about eight to ten bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's the difference that grading makes. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's true. A vast difference. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this this is kind of a no-brainer, but what was your first exposure to Yelena Belova? 100%. <laughs> Black Widow. 100% Black Widow. What came first? Uh, Florence Pugh or Yelena Belova? Ooh. For you. Now, that's a, that's a, that is a great question because Florence Pugh was one of those, is one of those actors who's, She's great. She's a great actor. Yeah. And I think, like, what was my, like, I'm trying to think about, like, how my movie intake was, like, yeah. maybe starting in 2010. Because I just, I really didn't start paying attention mm-hmm. to, like, movies and, like, the movie industry and, like, actors and who's big, mm-hmm. who's getting there until about 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Florence came on the scene, I can't even name you the first movie I saw. Because I think, obviously, I want to say Black Widow's the first. Um, here's the thing about me. When I watch a movie, mm-hmm. most like it's mostly a Marvel movie. That's for the most part too. When I see an actor who I've never kind of seen before, yeah, and then I back, then I IMDb them, I backtrack their work, and I'll be like, oh, they're in in that in that movie, and yeah. then so what? So Flo- Florence was in what was that? Midsummer. Mids- yeah, she was in Mids- Midsummer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, backtrack. I'm like, oh, she's in that one. And mm-hmm. you, I start to like, then I just go down this rabbit hole. This goes for any for any actor, yeah. not just beautiful women okay like it goes for like any i'll be like oh they were in this one oh he was in that one she like oh so i would just thank you for calling my wife beautiful that's, that's great. <laughs> so like something like, oh there's oh she was also in that like oh yeah. she was also in like oh she was also in the in the wrestling movie um yeah. with the with, for the the wrestler wwe wrestler page i think i have no idea um but yeah that just came out mm. i think a couple years ago mm. and so uh i'm pretty sure yelena i yeah. was first exposed to yeah and then it was like then you just fall in love with who yelena yeah. is and and how florence plays her and yeah. you're like that was great and you then i start backtracking yeah i i take the same process most of the time i think with yelena i actually i actually pre-gamed like once she was when she was announced and they started to show the photos of her yeah. and I was like, Oh, she seems really interesting. And I did hear a lot about Midsummer, So I was like, uh, maybe I should watch it and to get a feel for how yeah, she's going to be. Because I, heard, I heard that movie was, it's so, was insane. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it like is dark. a horror film. Like, yeah, it, it's a horror like, film, honestly. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, and, and, and I went in very cold, very, very cold. Uh-huh. And so, um, I <laughs> came out of it very distraught but it is an excellent film. And so it, it at least got me very acquainted with the actor that is yes. known as Florence Pugh. And then when they started showing the clips of Yelena, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be solid. Solid, yeah. Yeah, and and for me, again, you know, like Yelena was one of those characters that, sure, she was introduced in the 90s. And I was like, cool. I don't like you because I am devoted to Natasha Romanoff. Yes, sure. And also, she was she was just kind of very easy to hate when she first came on the comic book scene. Mm. So I was really apprehensive about like I was like, how is this going to translate to the film version? And then all this stuff started coming out, and of course, we'll talk about that. But um, 
you know, the, the details of like the, the relationships and, and the origin stories started coming out and I was like, Oh, this is very different from what I'm used to. So, so this is one of those rare instances, um, where the movie did really influence how I then looked at the comic book character and not vice versa. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, as for trading cards, I have none. (laughs) I have, I have some digitally, of course, um, but they don't have any information on them. Mm. But I do, I wanted to show you these because once again, we are talking about Jeffrey and my girlfriend slash wife. Um, I do have these to no surprise, um, actual, Yelena Belova trading cards from the oh, Black Widow from the set. Movie. From the movie. Oh, she's so great. She's so great. And I have, I think those are all her solo cards. I'll post these on social because I have nothing else. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, she's the best. She's the best. And so with that, I guess we'll go right into the character study. Um, as we mentioned, Yelena Belova, a.k.a. Roskaya which basically means Russian in Russian, um, Pale Little Spider, and The White Widow. Wow. Which is ultimately what she's regarded as, more or less. Um, and, you know, very quickly, I kind of wanted to get into uh, the surnames thing because we didn't talk about this with Natasha so much at all, but because I actually have a friend, I have a friend from high school, his last name was Belov. And oh, wow. so, yeah. And so <laughs> I remember one day I was like thinking about like how, how different um, nationalities handle surnames and, and the treatment of the feminism, femi- uh, the feminine version versus masculine. And it is very similar in the Russian language that if the, uh, that the, the, the surnames change with gender. Mm-hmm. So she is Yelena Belova, which is ind- indicative that the, the surname is, female yes and then that would explain why my friend's name, last name is Bill love and so um for natasha for instance you know we we regard her as natalia romanova or natasha romanov, romanov. which is also romanov sometimes mm. which is very confusing okay. but hers is also westernized oh, so okay. it's westernized in a masculine form okay so if they were to westernize yelena's name uh-huh. She could very well be Elena or Elena Belov or Belov. Interesting. So I wonder if that's going to be one of her aliases at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I, mean, thought, I thought that was an interesting little little yeah, factoid for you. That is interesting. Wow. Belov. <laughs> Bel- my Belov. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much you know about her comic book origins at all, but I mean, there's going to be quite a bit in here that you're going to be like, what? <laughs> um, but more or less, I mean, you will see some characteristics that are very similar between the two, but in the books, Yelena was this determined um, trainee who entered the Red Room program or Red Room Academy, as we know it in the comics, Mm -hmm. Um, she essentially wanted to make her parents very proud. So her parents uh, immigrated from Russia to Kiev, Ukraine. Okay. Um, They don't talk about her parents at all. Like other, Yeah, other than that, other than that, she wants to make them proud and that they're in Ukraine. Yeah. They don't actually detail anything about them. Um, But 
from what we can tell, they just have a very normal relationship aside from the fact that she's training to be an assassin. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I know. know. And then, um, of course, she's a member of the KGB. Um, So Yelena, (laughs) the thing you need to know about Yelena in the books is that she's, well, and I think also similarly in the MCU is that she's very confident. She's incredibly confident to a fault. Oh, yeah. And so in the book, she's... And this is kind of what I meant when I was like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> I like Natasha. It was because she she often boasted about being the best widow. Uh. I'm the black widow. I, I excel in all the skill sets and teachings and whatever the black widow learned, uh-huh. you know? And she could basically... She would basically be like... Oh, Natasha did that? I will do it one second faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Natasha did that? I will do it one second quicker. Of course. Natasha did that? I will do one more better. And so um, she she basically went after any record that Natasha had in the Red Room Academy. She went after it and then she beat it. Ooh. Or at least tried to okay. in, many, in many instances. But um, <laughs> Natasha was basically the goalpost that Yelena kept kept achieving and then she, it would keep moving and so because natasha is natasha Roma. yes she, there's only one she's the goat yeah, she's the true 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 goat so um so despite the fact yelena climbed through the ranks of the red room academy so much that she became captain she became a captain nice so it's like okay cool so she's she, she's teaching her own set of widows she's doing all of this and she once again she gets to boast that she at least climbed the ranks whereas natasha you know, she flip-flopped. She became a good guy. Yeah, and sure. So, okay. And, and so um, basically being a deadly assassin embodied everything that Yelena was. So she's an assassin for the Russians. She is an assassin for the Russians. Nice. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that was really like everything she was. That was her identity. Right. She Mm -hmm. didn't really have an identity beyond that. And so which this is where I I kind of segue into the MCU version that we know. So Yelena Belova portrayed by Florence Pugh, Jeffrey's girlfriend, my wife. Flo. Flo. (laughs) Um, Of course, we see her first in Black Widow 2021, directed by Kate Shortland. Last seen in the Hawkeye series 2021, created Mm. for TV by Jonathan Igla. So, yeah. Um. That's pretty... Her personality is very similar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the whole, like, not even being better, but but her being... All she knows is being an assassin. Right. And that's kind of portrayed right away in in the Black Widow movie. Right. that's all she knew. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it wasn't so much like, I want to be Natasha. It was like, I know of her. I can be as good as her, but it wasn't, like, her life's blood. Yeah. And... um. Yeah, all she's known is being an assassin. So then once Natasha comes back into play in her yeah. life, it's yeah. like, oh, what are we mm-hmm. like? What are we doing? Like, what? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know another life beyond this. Exactly. So like, yeah. we, I'm, uh, my whole life, I've just been fighting for a cause. Yeah. That and, wasn't even her own. Yes. So, yeah. um, but then you see the, obviously you see the shift mm-hmm. um, in that, in that character. Yeah. And, and I think. They, the way that they ultimately ended up treating this character, I thought, was really smart. You know, like, sure, many people weren't really into the sister aspect, right? Like, 
Oh my gosh. I don't know if really? you remember. Oh yeah. I was going to ask you if you even remember any of this dialogue online, but I remember, and we very, very briefly touched on this in the Natasha episode. Um, I believe it was episode seven, but uh, people, people that are familiar with the comics kind of, of course, wanted to, wanted them to be romantic in some way, um, which fair enough, but also really, yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, people love competition and the tension of competition and, and you know, being having a rival that, that's almost, that does cater to sexual tension. I in guess. Marvel fans. They, just, they, wanna, yeah. they wanna ship yeah. everything, man. They wanna ship everything. It is very true. They think they're FedEx. And, um, <laughs> and, and so when they first announced Florence had gotten the role and that she they were going to have the sister relationship and Alexi was going to be their father. Yeah. People lost their minds, uh, lost their minds, especially with Alexi, because as we know, yeah. he is, he was Natasha's ex-husband in the comic books. Sure. So when, when people realized, Oh, this is going to be a sister bond. That like, is and like a family movie. D- yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more of a familial thing than it is a rivalry. I think it, immediately turned people off and then they realized oh it's Florence Pugh okay well okay and then the movie finally comes out and everybody loves it but the stink that people raised because they dropped the word sister was wild it was wild I know it was kind of crazy to me but (sighs) people always I mean (laughs) people like fans love to jump to conclusions a lot because they want because I think there's like a feeling of like success where they're like oh i figured the movie out before it even released exactly and how and many it's times like, how? is it wrong yeah and it's like yeah just, my thing is i think i, I don't know i think i oh, I, th- I think i texted this to sam like the other day yeah. i was like just enjoy things as it's presented yeah and not what you expect because you're gonna yeah. hate it if it's not yeah there's like you know when did that shift happen at least you know at least mean? show some respect i think i said this in the last episode. just show some like respect and at least benefit of the doubt to the creators presenting this material right and how they think it should go right like they make it seem as if like scarlett johan they 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 didn't want to cater to what scarlett johansson's character wanted to go through they think that right. they forced her you know like no scar jo, yeah she's a producer on this so she <laughs> exactly. she this she this is also her story too right so it's like like Enjoy things as it's presented. If you don't like it, then mm-hmm. just sh- shut up and don't say anything. <laughs> and, and wasn't it was it the Moon Knight assembled? But I remember something I watched very recently when they said, you know, like the actors know their character best. So to have somebody like, in this instance, ScarJo come in and BEP on this film, which, is, which means she has even more control of her character. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And she's, she's, she's really controlling the narrative and, and how all these people and all these elements come into play. Um, I think it was a smart move. Like it, it, it certainly resonates a lot better than I think if they had tried to force something. Yeah. Like out of or if, like you, and like you said, like the red guardians, her ex-husband, I don't think that would work in oh, no in way. the MCU. No, because then they would be like, "Why didn't you talk about that for Why, yeah for I the mean, last ten sure. years?" Yeah, like you know, it would have been funny in some ironic way that you know how she was like Clint was always talking to his girlfriend or whatever, and he secretly had a family. But that is probably why because Clint already had that reservation of 
he's the one that's going to have the family. They're going to, it's going to be a whole thing. Whereas Natasha was just constantly a mystery. And they did start to pepper in those notations of I had a family and, you know, which is obviously Avengers, but also the family that she, she actually chooses, um, you know, while growing up. Um, But yeah, Uh, I do have a pop quiz for you. Oh, <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, it really isn't. It uh, really isn't. Uh, <laughs> you know I, mean? I hate quizzes okay. in general. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how you do. So, pop quiz. While the MCU has jumped around the timeline, so thinking of the timeline and how the movies have been, right? Like Guardians One and Guardians Two are literally like four months apart, right? Yes. Okay, and then the movies come in a certain succession, right? Yeah. Only three films have served as actual prequels. Aside Black Widow, can you name the other two? Oh, like the prequel came out after the... After the established, or after the story has been established in some manner. Uh, So so like, yeah, obviously Avengers and all that happened, but then, oh, Black Widow... Black yeah. Widow is a prequel to, yeah. to, a, to, a, to a character. So two films. Two films are prequels. What are they? Oh. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean the, just because the movie came out after the film, <laughs> it doesn't make it, doesn't make no. it a prequel? No. The actual story happens in the past. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> is this a trick question? No. Because Endgame technically happens in the past. <laughs> I knew you were going to do something like that. See, the whole time jumping, no, man. Is I mean, true. <laughs> Valid. My bad. But that is very true. Okay. But yeah, so, like, so it's a legit. It's a legitimate Black Widow and two other two other movies. I want to say it's ca- one of them's Captain Marvel for a reason. Fantastic. That's oh, one of them. Thank God. <laughs> Jeez. Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s, yeah. which is essentially... 20 years before most of the happened. And it's a prequel for like basically like Nick Fury's character yeah. too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, wow, that was difficult. Okay. <laughs> it's not difficult, but yeah. It was, <laughs> is it a cap? Is it a, a It's Captain America, bro. The fir- Oh, the first one. Yes. It's a prequel. Okay, it yeah. It takes place in the 40s. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm thinking of just like no! oh my, like yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. It's a prequel. Damn it. Hey, you did pretty well. Captain Marvel was not necessarily the most easy, obvious question. All right, answer. Because I was like, I was just like thinking, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Because Cap, uh, uh, that movie came out first, right? And then the Avengers came out. Yeah. I mean, but technically, I always think of like prequels as the movie came out after like the, that initial. Yeah, you know what see, I mean? and that's the thing. So but, I'm taking I'm taking from a Star Wars. But thing. because they because they prefaced it with Iron Man and the Hulk, <laughs> I don't remember yes. if the Hulk came out before. Um, so it's like it was building that wor- it built that world already, right? So, yeah, it established sure. the world. Therefore, yeah, because they do talk about the shield or vibranium, right? In, in yeah, they talk about vibranium and Man, how it's yeah. like the strongest metal. It's like the only thing on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get ousted. No, great. <laughs> How do you not know that, <laughs> Jeffrey? Jeffrey, ah! it was it was a trick question, I suppose. But you did very well, friend. 
Um, and so with that, we'll move on to powers. So we actually got a listener question from Instagram from Captain Cheese. Hi, Caesar. Um, what other skill sets does she have? Any cool pos- weapons she possesses? And so I brought powers up from the usual uh, lower tier of discussion because I will say first and foremost, Yelena Belova is 100% purely unaltered. She has no super enhancements. Yeah. She has none of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get that out of out of the way because unlike Natasha, who has dabbled in a super soldier-esque serum. Yeah. So Natasha in the comic books, she's got the infinity formula. She can she's she's old. She's like 80 something in the comics. Um Whoa. Right. Whereas Yelena does not have that. She doesn't have that luxury. She doesn't have super stamina and she doesn't have superpowers of any sort Mm -hmm. um instead she is a completely normal highly intelligent olympic level gymnast and master martial artist which is pretty cool but uh to answer your question caesar um she doesn't have anything that particularly makes makes her stand out different from natasha everything's kind of a carbon copy yeah yeah so she's got the Kevlar costume um she's got the widow bracelets like you can see on the cover here mm-hmm. like honestly her suit is almost identical yeah other than she's kind of just like she's she's the, she's taking top. she's taking up after yeah. natasha romanoff basically yeah taking taking the same outfit and basically making it her own moniker yeah um yeah but she has the the bracelets uh with the widow's bites um the grappling hooks there's a bunch of gadgets that are in that are supposed to be in the wristlets like you know like tear gas and you know yeah. arsenic and <laughs> she, she also has things. her mask and the she goggles has, yeah she has the night vision goggles um which we can talk about a little bit more um during the costumes but yeah um yeah there's nothing outstanding nothing crazy no it's, not it's, like, it's all yeah. standard standard issue she's a <laughs> she's widow. a master assassin with all yeah. the tools of the trade yeah to kill people <laughs> exactly as a widow as a widow yes and, and of course the mcu version uh has the batons that connect batons to make the bow staff the the little little stun zappers that like they she, yeah. that she throws little, onto yeah, people. Right. Those little chip things. Yeah. Of course, the firearms that they have, um, the knives, tons of knives, um, wide array of spy assassin paraphernalia, and a deadly witty personality. <laughs> the sharp wit <laughs> of a widow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and I feel like Yelena might have even said something like this in in the show. Um. Like anything can be made into a weapon. Like, and you see it in Black Widow. Like they use a like she almost gets choked out by a curtain. Yes. <laughs> From by Natasha. A master assassin can kill you with yeah. anything nearby. The kitchen knives, like they went to town. They went to town on virtually nothing at all. So, so yeah, she she's pretty uh, standard as far as widows go. But she is an exceptional widow, and that's what makes her different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes to adversaries. Um, you know, and, and the, this is interesting in that she is quite 
um, fleshed out in the books, right? Like we've really only gotten surface level of the MCU version. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the books, you know, like as I mentioned, she she kind of came out of the Red Room. She's part of the KGB. She's like, I'm a Russian assassin. And that is like her everything. And so that kind of mentality and 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 treatment almost immediately makes her uh, an adversary for the Avengers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because she's basically trying to assume the identity of one of their own you know she's like i'm black widow not you and so she kind of tries to kill natasha <laughs> at of all course. times so um so this all kind of you know actually uh escalates there's a storyline where um elena is actually helping kinda <laughs> um the Avengers in the Savage Land. And so during this entire battle, she almost made it out, you know, unscathed, but uh during one of the last few pages or last part of the arc, mm-hmm. she suffered these really intense burns from an injury. And so <laughs> rather than her just kind of stumble off and help herself, Hydra actually pulls her out of the field and they're like, Don't worry, we'll we'll make you better. Wow. Yeah, and so, um, as I wrote here, Hydra took the wounded widow under their wings once more. So this is after everything is said and done, because she flip-flops tons and Got tons it. of times. This is, she's, she just can't be trusted. Yeah. And so Hydra sees this as an opportunity of, you know what, let's let's fix her up. Maybe mm. maybe she'll come back to, to this side. Of course. And so they merged her with this robot called the Super Adaptoid. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and so the super adaptoid is this mechanism. It's basically what you think it is. It's this adaptoid sort of human human android thing that is intended to absorb and emulate the powers of the person that is inside of it. Got it. So it was it was meant to heal her, and then it also enhanced her abilities. But it was also taking. It's very it's very complicated, um, but. After after she is kind of um, recuperated, mm-hmm. she then <laughs> I I tell you if you read her stories, it's just so funny because one day she's like, "I will help you, Avengers." The next day, I'm going to kill you all. Kill- <laughs> and then she goes. <laughs> that makes back a lot of sense. Yeah, I get that. Constantly, it is constantly. And I was like, when I was revisiting it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is why I thought she was so annoying." Um, so after this, she takes on the Avengers, blaming them for the fact that she even got injured in the first place. Uh-huh. And then, um, of course, Tony takes her out. And then Hydra then pulled the plug on the bot. So uh, if it wasn't one thing, it was another and yeah. then another. And so, well, it appeared she died. She was actually put into stasis. So they basically faked her death mm-hmm. so that the Avengers would be like, oh, she's finally gone. Yeah. We don't have to worry about her anymore. Great. And Hydra was like, we're just going to put you in storage for a bit. Jeez. And we'll pull you out when we need you again. It's a very Hydra move. Very Hydra, which is obviously similar to our friend Bucky Barnes. Exactly. So um, I, Hydra's really weird. They're just, they'd love to... They love to put people into cold storage. They love just taking advantage yeah. of people, you know, it's, it's, and only use so them when they're needed. Exactly. <laughs> they just they pull them out. Like, okay, well, well we're going to use this weapon today. And so um so so yeah, and you know, Yelena is kind of essentially treated like this really 
abused um, human weapon of a widow, <laughs> you know, and it's really sad because if it you is. think about it in hindsight, right? She she went from the Red Room to the KGB mm-hmm. to Hydra to possibly the Avengers back to Hydra, <laughs> and then it just flip flops for the rest of the time. So That's insane, yeah, and and it just gets worse from here. So, um, you know, we have yet to see any sort of. Yelena versus the Avengers, anything. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the, the the more familiar names, there is this character named Colonel Pyotr Starkovsky in the comics. And so uh, Pyotr is actually not in very many issues at all. I think he's maybe in one or two. I could be wrong. Small handful of comics. Um, and while he directly trained Yelena himself in hand-to-hand combat, knife work, etc. He, <laughs> like many situations, he developed personal feelings for the widow. So he took her under his wing and mentored her, but then he started to develop feelings for her. Mm-hmm. And so it then turned into, oh, I'm training this marvelous widow to how can I manipulate this young woman to do whatever I want mm-hmm. for my personal desires? So, um, Piotr, let me just say, <laughs> this is the most compelling bit of this story's back, this okay. widow's backstory. So, Piotr was not a good man. Okay. His vices included frequenting a sex club called Fabrica, where he engaged a dominatrix named Petra. And so, I very, I just wanted to flash back that. The story in which the the comic book in which the story originates uh-huh. is from the Marvel Max line. And do you remember what we said about the Marvel Max line? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's right there. You see right there that alias number one, oh, yeah. Jessica Jones number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Max was the line of the rated R teen, not beyond teen adult content books. That's right. So yes. this story oh, is part of that part, line. Oh, you cannot find it digitally anywhere, whatever you want to do. But um, so henceforth, sex club dominatrix, they actually show this kind of stuff. So <laughs> because he's disgusting, Piotr would have Petra cosplay as Yelena. Mm-hmm. Like wig, the outfit, and then he would call her Yelena. And then he would essentially... Oh my gosh. Have sex with this dominatrix, pretending she's related. Jeffrey's face is so uh, disgusting. So, it's so disgusting and so like gross. I'm just like, ah, god, my god. It's gross. It's disgusting. And so the the messed up thing is, is that this poor woman's mind, Petra, she because it was so frequent and perhaps even she herself was a bit of a crumbling cookie. Sure. Let's say. Um, she started to believe that she was Yelena and that she was the Black Widow. Oh, my God. So it's like... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just one big mountain of what is this? Of this is darkness. Terrible. It's terrible storyline. Of cringe. Yeah, it's, it's poor, <laughs> Yelena, poor Yelena's origin story. And so, like I said, Petra, she believed herself so much to be the Black Widow, that she kills Piotr <laughs> after, a, after a night. Sure. And then 
Yelena subsequently goes after she finds out that her mentor has been killed. Uh-huh. This is, you know, she's aware that he is not exactly a sound man. Yeah. Decides to leave it alone. She has better things to do. Of course. Realizes he has been killed. Seeks out the killer. Finds Petra dressed as her. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into the squabble. Petra is clearly not a widow. And Yelena just snaps her neck. Oh. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just a bloody, bloody massacre all around. And so um, <laughs> the, the messed up part of it all is that after all is said and done, it's revealed that the incident with Starkovsky was a plot to actually push Yelena to want to become the Black Widow for Superior General, General Tishchenko. So it hell? was all an elaborate plan to push her to the limit so that she would be the ultimate premier Black Widow. It's so messed. The mind games, right? It's gross. The mind games. That's insane. Yeah. And that's just one story. It's one story. Jeez. Yeah. And so, uh, so get you some of that if you want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a panel in that book. Where when she, I think she first meets, what was, ah, she first meets the the woman who owns the club. I think her name is, the woman who owns Fabrica, I think her name is Nikki. Uh-huh. She approaches Yelena when Yelena first arrives. Do you want to give, this is okay, full disclosure, any parental people listening to this with their children, perhaps you want to fast forward 15 seconds or so. Do you want to give a guess what her first question to Elena is? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> she just... And I, I will show you the panel later if I have to. She just goes very plainly. Elena, welcome. Top or bottom? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what the And hell? we're talking, again, 1999, 2001 Oh, my God. Yeah, early aughts. Yeah. Very, very racy. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so that's just one of many things that that Hydra and the Red Room and all of these these um, you know factions did to push this woman to be a Black Widow. Uh-huh. It's pretty. It's pretty nuts. So, um, on the MCU side, beyond the Red Room widows, who we don't really need to talk too much about individually, she had Ivan Drakov. So Drakov is. I wouldn't say the equivalent of of uh, Starkovsky, but he's an interesting element mm-hmm. um, portrayed by Ray Winstone. Um, and so uh, I didn't, I mean, I kind of knew this going in. Ivan uh, he, Drakov is an original character for the MCU. So eh, it's kind of an amalgamation, I guess. I guess they would have taken some aspects of Piotr and then sure yeah and apply it to somewhere else you know yeah yeah kind of filled in these gaps of elements that they needed for the film yeah um and Drakov in the mcu was a high-ranking officer in the soviet armed forces and the overseer of the red room and creator of the red guardian and so i wouldn't necessarily say that he is a direct adversary for yelena aside from the fact that he is the governor of the red room mm-hmm. like he didn't have an a, a straight on i want revenge on this child yeah it was more of that we just heard them like cattle <laughs> yeah um let's all gather them together right um unla- until uh, of course she breaks free from 
the uh, the I forgot what you would call it. That mind spell, the red kind of stuff. Thing. Yeah, the red, <laughs> the stuff, red dust sure. stuff. Yeah, um, where she of course becomes a, a person of interest because you know she's gone off the grid. But but even then, I feel like his his higher stakes are completely in Natasha, mm-hmm. which is something that's very um, present when it comes to comic books. You know, it's it's kind of like when we get further into affiliations and such, uh, you kind of get the idea that. She has these characters in the comics. She has these characters that she's related to or linked to in some fashion. Uh-huh. But it's always because of Natasha. Mm. So yeah. while she pulls herself away from being like the Red Room like Russian, yeah. she's still attached to Natasha. For sure. So, um, and of course, you know, in the MCU, aside um Drakov, Taskmaster, becomes an adversary by proxy, who is of course Antonio Drakov. Originally Tony Masters, <laughs> who we'll probably talk about at some point. I mean, it's a pretty... I mean, he was a very touchy touchy subject in the movie. Yeah. yeah people <laughs> yeah. hated it. I mean, I, I, and I was wondering about that more recently, you know, not to go off the cuff too much, but yeah. I wonder if people are a little more forgiving about it now, but I feel like no. I don't no, think so. I don't think not so. I think I've people seen. are really still just like, yeah. no, man. You gotta make it right. They're just like they really wasted Taskmaster. How dare like, yeah. he's supposed to be this person? I'm like, sure, yeah. you're not. You're to, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. he how that person is in the in the comics. If if that's Bible for you, then you have every right to feel the way right. you feel. And of course, um, Antonia played by Olga Kur- Kurilenko. Nice. I where have you seen her other film? Oh yeah, she was in Quantum of Solace. Uh, yeah she was in 007 that's how i remember her okay yeah Yeah. yes i know i know what you're talking about yeah um and then of course you know drakov himself uh eventually killed by yelena via the aircraft yeah Uh, well i thought that was like in my opinion i thought like taskmaster's background in the movie i thought that was a kind of a dark a a dark background backstory also it was his child yeah yeah that natasha blew up apparently mm-hmm. and then Drakov like reconstructed her how do you think that they survived the blast and like at the end of the day in my head it's movies man <laughs> it's just movies people just have to wrap their head <laughs> around know. it man yeah people I, have to wrap their like how would like no one would ever so like yeah no one would <laughs> it's a movie go <laughs> with it man like let's just just, just yeah just take it for what it's worth. I just figured he would have a panic room and something yeah. like <sighs> like something happened. Yeah, movie magic. It's a movie. Yeah. If yeah. you don't see someone die on screen, yeah, just, no. just take it for what it's worth. Squid you know? Game taught us that lesson. <laughs> um, yeah, and I love that. I also love that scene, and, and I also love how how persistent Yelena was in ending not only the Red Room but Drakov. Yes. Like she wanted to, like, I think from the minute she's on the scene as an adult with Natasha, like aside wanting to kill her, sort of kind of hurt her, whatever you sure, want to call yeah. it. She, nothing comes out of her mouth except for Drakov. Drakov, did you do, a, what did she say? <laughs> I haven't watched Black Widow in a I know, long time. I should have done it. Um, where she says like, oh, did you do a body check? Or like, did you check for the body? Yeah. And then Natasha was like, no, <laughs> I was like, girl. You saw, you, like, you saw, you saw the bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole room blew up. You know. Yeah, yeah, right. Like how confident <laughs> you're so confident, girl. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> novice novice yeah but yeah from like that that entire point you know she's just like oh you know Dreykov, Dreykov. um and so to see her actually kind of get the last she gets the last say in that man's life is kind of neat i you know because you, you do kind of expect it, natasha to have offed him if you will sure yeah but the, this was fun this was yeah I was, yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. that this was fun no <laughs> Yelena! <laughs> the way she said i, I just know. have to say see these are the things that drive me crazy when i watch movies and stuff but like she says it is i feel like scarjo says elena different in every part of the film and that one annoys me the most and I know it's because she's yelling it, so the syllables come out differently. But it's she's like, Yelena! <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> and I was like, y'all can take that again? Maybe, like, maybe, maybe, it? maybe I'll maybe I'll put this the snippet in <laughs> like right here. Don't do it! This was fun! No! Oh, just to, just to, just to prove Yelena! her point. Yelena! No! <laughs> I was like, dude, like if I had my version of the movie, I would have cut the no out. I would have just cut the no. It just, I, whatever. That's just me being a pseudo director. But um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But of course, that ultimately leads Natasha to, to going head to head with uh, Taskmaster. So yes. that makes sense. Like you don't want her to have to do it twice. Yeah. You know, let, 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 let other characters get their yeah, shine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I know this is really quick, but are you ready for another pop quiz? <laughs> Lay it on me. Okay, this one is a little difficult. I will say. Sure. This one's difficult. That's fine. I definitely couldn't. Life do is it. hard. Okay. You just gotta go. You through ready? It. Yes. Seventy-four. Oh. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> it is not a number one. Dang it. Can you? Yes. I can already hear your response. Can you name the widows addressed by their first names? <laughs> Bro, do you know how many widows are in that freaking movie? <laughs> no, no, no. But there, but there are only. I know there were only six named, named, and I could name two of them for sure. But there are six. Oh, I could probably name three actually. If they're not named Natasha and or <laughs> Yelena, <laughs> you're all Yelena, Elena, Yelena, <laughs> Yelena, uh, Belova, Belova, Rom- Romanov, and Natasha. <laughs> Natalia Romanova <laughs> Alenovna. Okay, I knew that was. I see. I was really grasping at straws. I was like, dude, I don't know what to quiz him on. But she, she's so new that we don't have that yeah. much about her. And I, was just, I was just like so, just like amazed. Just like there's just so many like, like widows and like yeah. this is amazing to see like all these like kind of like just women like just kicking ass. Love it. So I was just like, hell yeah. 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 Okay, Pain. so <laughs> that was that was that was on me because that is a difficult one. I mean, I failed. <laughs> it's not like you take a test in school and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." And they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> that is true. And it's like, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, of the widows named in Black Widow, I'm trying not to do the accent. There's Ingrid, who is, uh, which one is she? She's the one that falls. From the, I guess the the big fall. Oh, and she and she got electrocuted. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they like made her like I don't even know what you want to call it. Self destruct. Ah! Oh, and she bit the. Th- oh yeah. 
Yes. <sighs> that was an, oh, the beginning that's, of the, that's at the beginning that's of the Ingrid. movie. Yeah, that's Ingrid. Um, there was also Lorado, Helen, Oksana. Oksana we know for sure because that's the one that Yelena like basically guts before <laughs> she gets the the serum. Yeah. The antidote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's Anya and Sonia. Nice. Yeah. So FYI, Ingrid, Lorado. <laughs> Now you Lorado know. If anyone ever asks yeah. you guys, Ingrid, you Lorado, know. Helen, Oksana, Anya, and Sonia. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so in the meanwhile, I mean, I, that pretty much wraps it up for actual adversaries. Oh, nice. So, in this next, the next, the next tier of our our research is is going to be a little longer because oh, we got to blow through it. Yeah, because there are elements of these characters that they're kind of in the gray space where they're not villains and they're not enemies and they're not necessarily friends, sure, yeah. but they're a bit of both worlds. So, um, you know, at large, Elena has no identifiable family aside, you know, like, like I mentioned at the top of the show, aside, um, an aunt named Olga in the comic books. So we're going to, we're going to bounce back and forth, uh, with, with the MCU and the comic books here. Mm. um, so first on the MCU side we have Agent Rick Mason portrayed by OT uh Fagbenli. Um and I feel like he, I feel like people didn't even realize he had a name for a long time mm-hmm. like he was just known as like Mason and then you're like is that his is Full that his name? first name? <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> like is that his it? first name or but he's an agent uh not necessarily shield nothing he's just CIA, whatever. Sure. Special, whatever. Yeah. What do you call it? Secret Special services. ops. Yeah, special sure. ops. And yeah. so, um, yeah, he's an alley of Natasha's, you know, and Mason assisted the widows by gathering the intel and he supplies people with big, clunky aircrafts. Love that. that. Might not work all he the time. He was a MVP. He was pretty much an MVP, <laughs> I would say, yeah. And so, this is where we're going to start to really, you know, and of course, that means like Mason, there's no real Mason in the books. He is many a agent, many a different name. Sure. He's yeah, just yeah. one of those. Um, and then, of course, that brings us to Alexi. And so, again, we've talked about Alexi in our Black Widow episode um, number seven. Um, so, again, ex-husband. Uh, so, his, you know, by immediate proxy, his relationship is quite different with Yelena in the books. They're not so intimately tangled Mm -hmm. i use intimately loosely like uh they're people that are aware of each other in the field yeah um she knows that he's natasha's ex-husband and he's of russia yeah that's pretty much all they have in common sure um but they have been in books more um recently um and uh as far back as 2020 there was an uh, a series called Widowmakers. um which is great. You should read it if you're into the spy stuff. And then uh, as recent as 2021, Winter Guard. Mm-hmm. And so Winter Guard, actually, uh, I think it was an older team name of Russian, I don't know, superheroes or identities that culminated into this team. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the rosters changed over the years. But most recently, it was uh, it included, not necessarily as a team, but it included both Red Guardian and Yelena among a, a, f- a couple of other interesting characters as well as the bear guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the bear guy. <laughs> um, he's in that too. So it's it's pretty cool. 
Um, it was only four issues long, so you can read that in a snap. Um, and then, of course, in the in the MCU, Alexei Shostakov, aka Red Guardian, portrayed by David Harbour, who is killing it in Stranger Things. Oh, he's a dude. That entire. I just have to say, think like this. I mean, spoiler, sort of, but like the entire volume one of season four of Stranger Things is like essentially Alexei, because he's in Russia. Russia. Yeah. In, in in like in prison in prison yeah, yeah so it's kind of it's kind of wild to see him in that scape again and i'm just like wow um and of course you know in the mcu he's the adoptive father for yelena uh soviet union's first super soldier crazy <laughs> i still want to see something i gotta see something they gotta touch something yeah right because right? he's obsessed with captain america and yeah you know, i would love to see that but um, and then uh, that brings us to Milena Vostokova, aka the Iron Maiden. And so uh, Milena is also another example of the last name, uh, mm. the the surname, oh, the whole, yeah, yeah, feminine, uh, feminine versus masculine. Uh, in the book, she's Milena Vostokova, and then in the MCU, she's Milena Vostokov. <sighs> so I'm like, why, why, why not just? Add the letter. Beyond, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's known as the Iron Maiden in the comics. And so this ah. is actually, yeah, it, it, this is actually quite interesting because, like I said before, they don't have any actual link to one another when it comes to the canon, uh, to, to the resource material. So I feel like they had to. They just kind of like. Either create original characters or, right. or rearrange kind right. of thing you know like how they did with alexi exactly and so um she too was an agent for the russian government um and like yelena she kind of lived in the shadow of the legendary black widow yeah so natasha is obviously her her pinprick point she's just like ah, i want to get revenge on natasha um and she of course becomes very bitter and resentful for for Natasha's existence being so legendary, if you will. Yeah. That she just straight up becomes a mercenary. <laughs> yeah. So she lives to lives to di- make her life difficult. Um, and so that's that's really the only if any, any any crossroads that she and Yelena have in the books. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the film, of course, uh portrayed by Rachel Weiss, she's her adoptive mother. <laughs> yeah. Mama. And she was once a widow of the Red Room. So, so yeah, there's not much to that otherwise. That's crazy um, now. Because I think seeing Black Widow, yeah, you know, um, and then after, like, talking, like, with you, like, before the movie about, like, oh, like, who are these characters that yeah. these people are playing? And, like, then we brought up, you know, um, David Harbour as the Red Guardian and he's playing their father. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, that's weird because in the books, yeah, that's, like... That's Black Widow's ex-husband, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. And then you come in to find out, even like Taskmaster, like the background backstory yeah. is totally different. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah with like fin- 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 finessing yeah. finessing backstories yeah. and storylines. That's just that's just that's just storytelling that happens all the time. Right. So exactly. I was like, I feel like, but I feel like this one, Black Widow, like there was there was a lot of that, you yeah. know, to to kind of service. How do we keep this like? vibe and lore of these characters Mm -hmm. but make them work in the mcu world yeah because like we said earlier like 
Red Guardian being Natasha's ex-husband mm-hmm. in the MCU probably really wouldn't make any really wouldn't any have, sense. No, it would have come out of left field. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and well, and, and also because once again, MCU Natasha is absolutely human. Yes, versus comic book who has been around since the forties, fifties, and so that in itself is also a, it, the timeline is completely corrupt by that time. So they would have basically had to have said. They would have either had to have Alexi be much younger than than David Har- Harbour's portrayal, maybe, ha- yeah. maybe have somebody completely different. And even then, like, when was she supposed to get married? Yeah, exactly. And then enlist, and well, not even enlist in the Avengers, but, you know, like, plan the thing with Drakov and his daughter, and then be found by Hawkeye, and then join the Avengers. Like, yeah, when would Natasha she have was talking? kind of, like, drafted by yeah. Fury, technically. Right, and, like, exactly, that's They right. would have to yeah. go so much more deep it would have been way too much it would have been a mess and then there's you know and people and fans aren't stupid these days you know like they they can connect the dots yeah which is like you know a great thing about the fandom today but you know sometimes it's you know a a negative aspect too depending yeah um but yeah they did that a lot about like finessing backstories and yeah i it worked like for the film it made sense and Mm -hmm. i got it like Mm -hmm. the whole i love the whole family dynamic yeah i love that they started off as like an undercover spy family yeah and then like i thought that was very interesting it was and then aesthetically like like oh so it's not really their mom and dad but Mm -hmm. in reality it feels like it though right so right yeah, and and now also you know I love Rachel Weisz as a as yeah. an actor. Oh, same. so yeah, she's just so she's amazing. Like, again, I've said this before. Constantine a true OG is one of my, in the game for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Constantine is one of my favorite movies, uh, guilty pleasure movies, especially, which is also a comic book movie. But she is the main character. She's the the female lead in Constantine, and and I, that's kind of where I really started to fall in love with her. Whereas other people were like the mummy. I was like, oh no, Constantine for me for sure. Yeah, I mean um, for sure the like the mummy. Yeah, and so I I love that you know like like Angelina and and Charlize. I'm I'm glad that they pulled her in for something with no actual and like expectation to to do more. But mm-hmm. I would like to see Melina maybe once or twice more, even if it's a little thing. Like I just want to know what she's doing. Yeah, like where has she been all yeah. this time? Has she just been? Sir, has she just been taking care of her pigs? I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Alexi the pig. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do love her relationship with Yelena. Um, both baby Elena and you know um Adult. Adult Yelena. Uh and you, you feel the warmth that she has as a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I yeah, I, I love you know, speaking of the the parents, yeah, their dynamic with the widows as children it's like it's just so sweet it's so sweet and it's it's it does make you feel like oh man the betrayal and i think that's hurts so much more i think that's important because when it comes to beginning of moving yeah of movies sorry um if you don't give like an emotional reason to be attached yeah at like the first 15 20 minutes yeah you're not really gonna understand the dynamic come second or third act right and i think that that intro Mm -hmm. with them like acting like a family Mm -hmm. but like it looks like a family at first but then like you go it goes deeper of like when you go into their photo books it's all staged photos and you're like this is like a very like yeah this is like a very like toxic you know but the kids like like alexi 
and and uh, Melinda. Melina. Melina. Yeah. Like they understand it's a mission. They're there for a mission, but the right. kids don't know that. The kids have no way, especially Elena. Yeah. And so like that dynamic, and then you understand all their reasons of mm-hmm. like why they live the way they live. Right. Um, and if you don't get attached to that, at least a little bit emotionally, mm-hmm. then the payoff in the second and or third act just won't hit it for you. Right. So that first scene was, or that first intro mm-hmm. was just was done really well Very well, really it yeah. really sucked you into like this family dynamic like this is what right. it's about at its core yeah you know and, yeah. The, and the whole like destroying of the red room and and all that like mm-hmm. that that is that is one of the stakes but it's also like the family dynamic but not trying to you know just preserve that and like remember yeah. what it once was but it'll never probably be like that again right exactly and then of course um baby elena by the way portrayed by uh, Violet McGraw, <laughs> who is so cute. I know. She's the She's cutest She's little great. bean. Yeah, I love her to death. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And um, and as many people say, like, I didn't realize um, how much people really heralded the opening for Black Widow. Like, the combination of the explaining kind of without so much narrating the process of the red room and it's and it's trainees and how yeah. it goes about and yeah. how they <laughs> brainwash them Insane. or it's it's so it's so incredible and then of course to the backdrop of you know uh i think malia malia k yes uh and the, Covering the, the nirvana, nirvana cover, cover of cover, smells yeah. like teen spirit uh which tripped me out because nirvana is my favorite band uh, and so when it came on i was like that was what? insane that was an insane cover yeah. that that cover had a yeah, dude, chokehold sure. yeah yeah it's much like Kate bush does right now on people. I know, yeah. dude. and i love that song gold Frapp also covered that song uh, and the gold Frapp version is great too but kate bush is iconic for yeah right yeah it's still stuck <laughs> in my head to this day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then, you know, this brings us to uh, an unsuspecting character. So in the comic books, uh, okay, I'm embellishing a little bit, but <laughs> Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, uh-huh. um, they're allies. Uh, and, and this is more so seen in the modern books. Uh, you know, because again, these are all Russian agents, yeah. assassins, spies. They kind of have these circles and they're very familiar with one another. But, um, you know, they've had their sort of soft team-ups um, in their own little quad. So there's, like, the, the this quartet of them. And it always happens to be Bucky, Clint, Natasha, and Yelena. Oh, wow, wow. It's very interesting. Because, uh. of course, the two are, like, utterly obsessed with Natasha. And then Yelena's obsessed with Natasha on a different level. And then they all just kind of hate each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they have this camaraderie that is very almost team-like, but they always seem to kind of get into these sh- shenanigans. And so this is most recently seen in the the newer Black Widow series that apparently had just gotten canceled. I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, I was like, ah, it was like 13 issues or something, but it was incredible. Um, but, uh, you know, Yelena resurfaces once again. She's kind of been dormant aside the, the Winter Guard and the Widowmaker books. 
And of course, because of Florence, they're trying to kind of reinvigorate her in the books. And because mm-hmm. she's so likable in the MCU, mm. make her a likable comic book character. And so I personally feel like that's why they're really integrating her with these well-known characters already that are also very lovable, both in comic and MCU. And so, um, yeah, she and Bucky actually appeared together in the Winter Guard book. He is the one sent to extract her from oh. her mission. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it's kind of funny because he's like he's you know, he comes to get her and she's like, Oh thank goodness, comrade. And then he's like, Oh yeah, you know, after after your fingers thaw because they're like on a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Oh, after your th- your fingers thaw, we'll uh we'll we'll get you home. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh good, is this oh, did you make this coffee yourself? And he's like, Tovarich, please. <laughs> it's Starbucks. <laughs> and it's just like, oh God. So they're setting this very unexpected but appreciable appreciable tone between them that maybe they'll have more team-ups that uh-huh. aren't so Natasha-focused and more spy-focused. Yeah. Because these are also two characters that are very centralized in being identities of something else. Mm. Like, you know, they're like, who are they beyond this assassin killer persona, right? Yeah. And so I think that's pretty cool. And of course, you know, in the MCU portrayed by Sebastian Stan, who we just covered in uh, episode 29. Um, so please check that out. It's our longest episode yet. <laughs> Props to anyone who yeah. made the whole way, made it the Honestly, whole way. Who, by the way, I believe Leslie on Instagram said it was her favorite episode. I was wow. like, bless you for listening to all yeah. three hours. of Honestly. That. Yeah. Um, and of course, these two characters in the MCU have not crossed paths. Not but, yet. But with the latest news about the Thunderbolts film, um, oh, oh yeah, many, we didn't even mention that yeah, in the intro. Well, many, we can touch on that briefly. Well, yeah, I held it in my pocket for this the rest wow. of the discussion. Wow. But yeah, with with the Thunderbolts talk, um, you're seeing their pictures pop up together more and more now because I just, people I just, want that lineup. I just wonder how I just wonder how it comes together. I think that's the only. That's thing. my question. Yeah. Like I kind of get it, but at the same time, okay, well, what what. Like you would say, what are the stakes? What is what is the premise of this? What are they going to yeah. be? Are they going to be fighting each other? Are how they do you be... how do you get them together? They, right. Like you said, what are the stakes? And they keep saying that tonally, it's like a Suicide Squad. Well, right? What's the purpose? And you I'm know? like, okay, so you're you're taking you're you're I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to put these people and these characters. You can't, you can't remake. You can't do the Suicide Squad though. Yeah, like, I'm trying to put them in that James Gunn scenario. And I'm just like. I, I don't. I would love to see it. Oh, of course. I just don't know how. It's yeah, gonna, especially because go? like because because then it's now it's involving characters that you know, like right. you know and love. It's yes. not like the Suicide Squad many, where many many are established. Where, where, where James introduced a bunch of new characters before killing them off, which is hilarious. <laughs> like lit, what's his face? Mister Kardashian was oh, in the movie P. P. for like Davidson. two minutes. He was like, "Hey guys, yeah. I did it!" Boom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sh- okay. Damn. I- yeah. I was like. The whole, the whole, the whole first five minutes of the movie, ten minutes, dying. I was like, it's half the team dying." Oh, this is insane. Okay, magnificent storytelling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can, yeah, do that. Yeah, for, I, for, I don't know. for these for these bolt thunderbolts. So but. I'm assuming it's going to be very slapstick, hilarious, but also very dirty and also very violent. Is what I'm understanding. If you right? give me a Winter Soldier vibe, I'm down with that. 
I would like that. I'm down with that. I would like that. Even a, even a civil war. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. I'm down for that, but a little bit more serious. Not saying the civil war wasn't not serious, but if it was like that that dynamic of of dilemma, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. 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 Do you think that there's a possibility of doing tonally of having both both Suicide Squad and Winter Soldier in a film? That's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I mean, now it's like crazy enough. Like when I think about it, I'm like, wow. Like, I wish James Gunn can handle any big ensemble <laughs> movie. I wish he would do Thunderbolts. Yeah. But he and, and somebody asked him recently, and he was like, I can't because somebody else is doing it. Uh, but like in a jokingly way, I think that was his way of being like, no. But yeah, he could. I mean, he could. I mean, you, I, I I always just give benefit of the doubt to to the creators and the people who are taking the helm sure. of of a movie and or a show because it's like they're the one that because if you think about it when directors get these jobs mm-hmm. they pitch yeah like they have their own pitch to right. you know so they have a vision marvel likes that vision it's like yeah let's run with that mm-hmm. let's flesh it out yeah you know yeah so just the fact <laughs> that like those having mo- those multiple mo- a lot of these characters come together for a movie, especially yeah. in Thunderbolts and because it's been set up yeah, like that, like for that way, um, you just kind of like, yeah, I wonder where it's going to go. And then it's just, you'll see, we'll see, we'll see the developments of it throughout yeah. the years. So, right. And so uh, they, you know, Marvel is enlisted um, director Jake Schreier yeah. to do the film. And I believe I saw somewhere that he had pitched the film and Marvel was almost immediately like, you got it. So it was so good. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> like, what is it going to be like? Um, yeah. I guess we'll see yeah. in a couple you, of years. You can only just hope that, you know, it's going to do the best that it, it does while still like being true to the characters involved. Right. You know, exactly. It's hard. To, it's hard to, to tell. Yeah to tell stories with multiple characters for sure um you just gotta yeah. you just gotta pick and choose like what, what you want to touch on yeah and but we do have the the up, upper hand that they are for the most part established as individuals yeah um and i think did i say this to you um but what do you think will come first captain america 4 with sam wilson or thunderbolts i think captain america 4 because they're filming soon are they? Yeah. Are they? I think they are. Oh, that's what I read. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it sad that I'm judging by what Sebastian Stan looks like? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. What's his glow up going to be for Bucky? And does he look Bucky esque? And if he does, then I'm like, signal. He's, he's filming. He's filming. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think he quite looks super Bucky right now. He's a little Bucky, but not really like. Not Winter Soldier, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Bucky. Uh, well, um, I think they're filming soon, though. Yeah, because he did mention, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Anthony Mackie mentioned that he was filming something else first. Yeah. And then Captain America. And then going to Atlanta, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, Whee! I think it is soon. I think yeah. they are filming soon. If like Maybe by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say by the end of the year for sure. Yeah. Whoa. It's just crazy because it's like Captain America. We haven't heard that name since I know, Endgame. I know. I mean, obviously, since obviously Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. but like the mantle of Captain the mantle, America. Yeah. And yeah. it's and crazy. Even, it's a different 
different person like yeah. taking it up and it's this is the first right. time we're seeing that right where yeah. someone else is taking up a mantle of another hero correct yeah, we are yeah like full-fledged full-fledged full yeah. like proud of it and yeah. so i think it's cool and i love that this next 10 years of phase of marvel mm-hmm. is you know that they're still able to do this yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that'll unravel sooner than later um yeah i don't know and uh so back to i guess <laughs> friends and family mm-hmm. um of course natalia romanova natasha romanoff Ooh. black widow yeah. so um i found it best said by co-creator devin grayson so uh when she was talking about yelena uh to summarize her for for anyone that was just like okay well what is she about really what is she about um she said quote unquote in my mind natasha is indelibly connected to the soviet union and the cold war and yelena is not Yelena mm. is a child of Parastroika and the Glasnost and unification. And so unification is the economic and political government post-1979. Mm-hmm. So um, a patriotic Russian moving through the world without the hangups of Stalinism. So essentially, Natasha as a character at her at her comic book roots is a very Cold War, old school, if you will. Uh-huh. Black Widow, whereas Yelena is the new age. She's the more modern era. The okay, we've seen the results of of what communism does to the government and its people. Yeah, I'm modifying the way that I do things as a result. Yeah. Um, and then of course she is, in other words, loyal by choice, mm-hmm. as opposed to Natasha, who is loyal by indoctrination, and so sub- subsequently, perhaps inevitably revised her primary allegiance. Um, and so despite the the history between them, the widows have teamed up. It's it's very much, again, it's like flip-floppity, right? So, yeah. So um, <laughs> it's, Yelena might be somewhere with all the intention of thwarting Natasha's mission. Yeah. Always inevitably helps her. Of course. <laughs> always ends up helping her. She always ends up saving her ass, doing whatever. And so um, they just, of course, as I mentioned, the Black Widow solo series, they just teamed up once again. And I think Yelena came in, uh, I want to say first or second issue. Uh-huh. And she was actually got disguised disguised as a babysitter named Helen. Uh, so this comes back to the name thing. So yeah. instead of Yelena or Elena, she was Helen. Helen. <laughs> and so she uh, she was babysitting Natasha's miracle baby. Remember mm. I mentioned she had a, a husband named James, who yeah. was not Bucky, and then a baby named Stevie. And so Helen <laughs> was watching over the then brainwashed Natasha, who didn't know who she was, Yeah, babysitting the baby just to keep an eye on her. Yeah. And also in her brain being like, you stupid widow. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. You don't remember. Oh, come who you on. Are. Yeah, exactly. And then also, hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, you know, uh, as we've we've said many, many, many times before, Natasha Romanoff, portrayed by Scarlett Johansson. You know, I gotta say, like, I love, I do love that movie, and I loved it more the second time onward, right? Yeah. And I, beyond the opening and the introduction to the characters, that whole 
introduction to Yelena and to them as adults in Bud- in Budapest. Uh-huh. Budapest. 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 <laughs> is like one of the coolest sequences, I think. Very, like, hands down. Very cool. Like, the whole, like, Natasha going back to these old stomping grounds. Yeah. And it speaking for itself. And then, like, to hear Yelena's voice from beyond the door for the very first time. I know you're out there. <laughs> it's just like... And then the confrontation between the two of them is so telling for... Like, you don't even have to be a comic book fan to appreciate what they did in that entire scene and them mirroring each other and having this sort of like rivalry right to people who are very familiar with the way that they are in the books Uh it was such a neat easter egg that they were reflections of one another Mm -hmm. and contrast to one another um because you know i I mentioned in a previous in, in the black widow episode that these women have essentially endured so much with one another, specifically in the comic books, that during that mission, um, they s- got swapped, face swapped, right? Remember yes. I told you. Yeah, and so in the books, they, they pulled a face swap like face off with Nick Cage and John Travolta. Huh. And it was a very, very elaborate plot that Natasha yeah. constructed to teach Elena the meaning of being a spy. Mm. And so that was when, like, Yelena woke up with Natasha's face and Natasha had Yelena's face on purpose. Oh, my gosh. And so they were mirroring each other. And so that sort of that sort of strange balance, I feel, was reminiscent in when they pull their guns out at each other. Yeah. And they're circling the room at each other and they're grabbing the gun from one another and they're basically kicking each other's ass. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so very reminiscent to me of like these these stories that they're never going to I mean maybe never. Yeah. Probably never touch on. Mhm. In the comic books and bringing that sort of element and and spice and flavor on screen. Yeah. As Bucky goes completely freaking apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> and then um Something that resonates between the two characters, um, the two versions of this character. So, um, like I said, like when the widows had been very heavily in competition yeah. since they met, Natasha's own advice and guidance reluctantly absorb is it's like Yelena absorbs all the teachings that Nat kind of bestows upon her, right? In the uh-huh. books. Um and like, you know, and I said I've been mean I've been saying this over and over again in throughout this episode actually that there was just no identity she was yelena herself had no identity beyond copying natasha romanoff you know being this russian kgb agent Mm -hmm. but natasha ultimately is also the same person that like inspires her to pursue her own identity and become whoever yelena belova is supposed to be and so i think in the mcu i think that similarly like it's very much like the conversation that they have and then um, they're talking about the whole mission and like also like, what are you going to do after this? Yeah. And the like, whole, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? And then, oh, I want the dog. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, the dog. Yeah. And it's, and, and of course, the entire vest thing. Yeah. The entire concept of the vest comes from what I feel is that, that, that sort of seed, that planted seed of the comic books too, that. Like, who is Yelena Belova? Who is she 
now and it's like <laughs> it, it, it caters to the mcu version so beautifully because oh it's in the vest means so much or not because it's a novelty and it has many pockets yeah but it was the first thing she bought she bought herself yeah that wasn't from which the crazy room. which is like yeah. such like a like a small thing but it yeah. made such an impact on right on everybody and it was right. a huge character moment for her you know exactly yeah and and so it's again like you don't have to be a straight up comic book nerd to, to catch on to these things but they're when you discover them as a comic book fan and realize oh they kind of played back to that in that way while also moving this version of yelena forward in such a beautiful way yeah i think they really did that very well um you know because in the books after the whole face swap situation, she retires. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and then she she decides to move down to Havana and become a lingerie model. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she again, you gotta think, Max, Max, right? So so that this story isn't necessarily Max, but you know, the origins of, of Yelena aren't exactly, you know tame so she becomes a successful lingerie businesswoman and nice. model nice um in havana during her retirement um and so i i feel like <laughs> in hawkeye ver- you know like for instance yeah. how she's like okay well i'm just doing these jobs now so she's <laughs> kind of pursuing she's pursuing these side jobs to kind of pay the bills and be her own person. She's utilizing her skills that she's uh-huh. learned as a widow and kind of fostering her own success in a weird way. Yeah. And so I wonder... Like, what is she doing? What is she doing? What's her day-to-day look like? Yeah. She's obviously not killing somebody every day, right? I mean, Maybe. <laughs> well, she. I mean, I know she wanted to save widows. Yeah. So I think... Maybe- yeah. Do we still think that that's part of her... her- program is that what she's i mean she did it in she was doing it we caught her doing it in hawkeye when she was introduced in hawkeye yeah during that flashback before she got blipped she she broke into that Uh, house yes yes yes, yeah yeah yes and she was trying to like save but she ended up she was like she's like i'm not an i'm not i'm I'm good (laughs) like i'm i'm i have a family yeah exactly you know which speaking of i do love how they show it finally how it was when someone not only left and got dusted but came back and in, how a, in quickly, a quick way yeah and how yeah. quickly love that it felt i mean didn't yeah. love it but loved it yeah you know? exactly um but yeah maybe she's still doing that now um mm-hmm. i mean we'll see um, yeah so obviously she's in hawkeye because she's trying to kill her sisters quote-unquote yeah. killer Killer. that being hawkeye yeah when that was obviously not the case yeah and that was just in my opinion that's just valentina stirring things up prior usual yeah i think that's yeah and <laughs> she was like oh I, I can try to kill an avenger let's yeah. do it right the allure I think, of that i think right? that i think that's just i think that that's my take on it yeah um and then we get that amazing well before we get to the to the to, to the ending of, of them meeting mm-hmm. Hawkeye and her meeting. Let's talk about, you know, the dynamic between both of my wives. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop and yeah. the dy- dynamic with her and, and yeah. Yelena. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I know in the comics there, they're Nothing. not. 
Nothing. 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 Because they'd be amazing together on screen. Yeah, but but it's it's kind of like what we said earlier, right? Like you can't have Alexi be her husband on uh, Nat's husband on screen because it changes the whole dynamic and timeline. It I think yeah. it's very much the same with Kate in that Yelena is supposed to be older than Kate in the comics. Kate is way still like, way older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, give or take. But they're also from very different worlds. One hundred percent. Very. Oh, one hundred percent. Lingerie model. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like Katie Kate in the books is like again, she came, she kind of like made a name for herself through the Young Avengers, and then became, and more or less took the moniker of Hawkeye before Clint actually passing it down to her. Yes. And so she is obviously more adult now because, you know, I mentioned she does have a kind of sort of relationship with America Chavez, Mm -hmm. which is another time bender that probably won't happen in in the MCU for obvious reasons. But, um, yeah, they don't, they don't in the comics. I, I couldn't ever interact. No, I couldn't tell you. They Uh, don't have the relationship like, like Clint and Nat. Yeah. But, uh, but speaking of the Hawkeye series, I mean, they have great chemistry. They like their screen time together. was just like, and they consider each other actually very good friends in real life. So I think so too. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um. But then, then, you, then we, it goes to Yelena meeting Hawkeye. Yep. And I think I mean that's what I was waiting for. Obviously, that's what a lot of people are waiting for. Yeah, Because it's like, how is? Well, that was my whole bet. I was like, I will bet a thousand dollars that she's gonna show up in Hawkeye, and then she did. But then what I didn't quite anticipate was seeing her establish this relationship with Kate Bishop very much in the way that they obviously allude to that happened between Clint and Nat. Yeah. And so they even did the whole callback of the line like, oh, it was the shot that I didn't take that that yes. really changed yeah. things. And then it happened again with Kate I, where she I, doesn't yeah. shoot Elena. Yeah. I loved like the setup of like even like that that relationship, the friendship that they formed, it yeah. kind of set up the the ending with between you know uh hawkeye and elena Mm -hmm. um because it's like elena's trying to kill him yep (laughs) but kate is like why would you why do you want to do that (laughs) like no this is crazy this is crazy like let's just let's grab a drink that's so good let's grab a drink oh i love that elena's like yeah 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 after After i I killed after i killed barton after i killed barton yeah but you you had to throw you had to throw thing like yeah oh no yeah stop making me like you stop I'm sorry I can't help it I can't help it but <laughs> <laughs> um, then they then they meet on the ice yeah. rink uh, Hawkeye and Yelena yeah and I, I think the whole thing for me was anticipating like how is how is Hawkeye how's Clint gonna just break through to her yeah because Yelena is just like you killed her I'm gonna kill you but then Clint is just like look I I, I couldn't save her yeah I I tried mm-hmm. she didn't let me i genuinely was not sure how that conversation was gonna yeah go. i was i was I like, like how is this gonna, gonna play gonna out like how him? is she gonna yeah how, and then i was like how how is there gonna be common ground between them you know right and then he did the whistle and i was like i was it? like i was pretty good that was really good <laughs> that was exceptionally i'm an, I'm an exquisite whistler <laughs> and he, when he did that yeah. i lo- i literally i i think i was on the couch and i was like Huh? And I was like, oh, 
I was like, holy it was, crap. It was the Martha for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That name. <laughs> How do you know that Martha. name? <laughs> Who's Martha? And I Martha. was like, that's the only. If you that's think, the equivalent. And like, yeah. if you think about it, that's the only way that he would get through to her. Sure. Because he can say nothing. He can't say anything. He can't yeah. name names. She, she was not listening to him. Yeah. She did not give There's, a crap. And it's like, how do you, like, you think you know her? You don't yeah. know her. That, and like, you do that. And she it's was like. mowing him down. Yeah. And you it's know? like, you know that call mm-hmm. sign. And you're, and she's like, okay, she's dang, like, maybe you, on. maybe you <laughs> do know her like that. <laughs> right. Um, right. So, and the way that played out, I love that. And it's funny, you, you, um, they established this too. Yelena never misses. Mm-hmm. She never misses a kill. Which is funny because that's Clint's like subtitle. Yeah. I cannot miss. Yes. And Yelena never, never yeah. misses on a kill as well. Right. So how do you have, you have two of these assassins, mm-hmm. you know, Clint, is, Clint, Clint yeah. is an assassin. Yeah, okay. that is very true. Ronan. Um, so, and they both decide to just miss. Like yeah. they're like we cho- we they choose to miss yeah and I think that's like a another great character you yeah. know kind of development between them but most importantly for Yelena because she's the one that is gonna have more story going forward like mm-hmm. like Clint's story is I'm not saying it's coming to an end but it is softly concluded it's it's softly <laughs> it's he's a, he's a seasoned vet too yes, like he exactly. he needs some closure too right. after what happened in Endgame mm-hmm. um and I think that w- that was it. And then so now you have Yelena into the mix and it kind of pushes her character forward with yep. that and just kind of, and kind of coming to grips of like, she's gone. Yeah. Like, like acceptance. But yeah, it's like the steps of grieving. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Accepting so she that she's was, gone. She was angry. And Revenge. Well, first she was, del- at first she was like, uh, I don't know them by heart, but you know, she was, uh, she was in denial and then she, she got very angry about it. And then she was, finally like she was like addressing it yes and then she finally starts grieving because clint has finally given her like the answer that she was looking for and and her own permission like right you have permission because right you know Mm -hmm. like clint cares about nad just as much as yelena does yeah so yeah it's like i can't get mad at that i just have to accept that my sister is gone like we were supposed to grow old together type of thing <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. um well it's like she says too and yeah what in did the she middle say of the movie in the middle of the movie though when she is just like where did you think i was all this time yeah and it's like Sheesh. yeah and that's when you kind of really get the idea that she wanted to know her sister she was holding like, on she was waiting for her sister all this time and so the entire film they spend trying to like they're rekindling but they're also trying to get this mission done so that they can further re- rekindle and then of course it's completely stripped away yeah because that's taken or taken Blade. and then escapes yes and then who knows where elena and the widows go with mama and papa and then of course as we see in hawkeye the blip and all that good stuff and then that's it she's yeah, gone she it. never got to say goodbye so it's like really sad um but yeah, I, I like I love that development. So I want, but the, for me, the question is: This is very random. I wonder, will she continue to look back on Nat? Sure. After Hawkeye, or is that like 
is she that's her past I, she's I, th- moving I think forward. it has to, i mean in my opinion i think it has to like stay in the past it's, it's good to to keep that memory alive but sure she can't live off it can't be her entire narrative. lively yeah sure it can't yeah i also love that it's super small but it's like the reason yelena comes back is because of nat and yeah. it's like that's, that's it's so, so sad, sad. yeah ah. um where they go with the with the story with, with yelena's story mm-hmm. i i'm not too sure right um because it's like how do you how do you develop that and like what like what obviously because when you make a movie it's like what kind of state or story what kind of stakes can she have in is it a solo movie or, right. or is it is she gonna pop up at another show or right. pop up in another movie see now see like now in this phase of of marvel it yeah. gets it gets tricky because so now we have all these characters who mm-hmm. are so beloved and the fans want to see all these stories mm-hmm. it's like where do you fit them in and like the timeline wise like how long do you want to wait for a project right. to come out? So, so you know, pros and cons to having like all these characters, new on- characters being seen on screen, mm-hmm. uh, pop up. Right. Um, it's like, all right, well, what do we do now? Because you know, the fans just want more and more, and like rightfully so. Like we, I mean, I yeah. I didn't say the same. I get it, mm-hmm. but it's also like it's a movie business. You can't, you can't, you can't like pump these out like YouTube videos, you know, these take time, these take development, a lot of factors go into place. Especially for them to be meaningful. Exactly. You don't want to just make a two hour movie or a six hour show and just have them do friggin' fight scenes all the time and make quips or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, there's no, there's no meat into it. Yeah. Especially with somebody so promising like Florence Pugh. Exactly. She's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be very interesting um, to see. But um, what I do like about Kate and Yelena's relationship is that it is revisiting the Archer and the Widow story. Mm. And I wonder if they're kind of going to fill in the gaps that we didn't necessarily see when it came to Nat and Clint back in the day. Because like like Budapest Uh. even, right? Like you hear about Budapest from the very first day, essentially, with Avengers. They're both together, yeah. And then you just never see it until yeah. Black Widow. Just like Budapest, huh? Wild. You know, you and I remember yeah. Budapest very differently. <laughs> very differently. Um, and so I wonder if, are they going to have these sort of jaunts and, and Avengers uh, adventures <laughs> together? Or are they really going to be two separate segmented off characters? Yeah. You know? and, that's, and that's the tough thing to 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 kind of like to deal out yeah it's like do we want to put these two together and like also, how they did yeah. falcon and winter soldier right but then it's like you know people people love to see them as a have a solo project right and also are they going to overplay the card like the hand too much like they've already done that with clinton that do we need to see another widow and archer together or is now, it going to be different? now? Is it basically now? Is it strictly <laughs> just because of who's playing them? You know, right? <laughs> like a lot of factors, and like Super it, it's many. It, yeah. it's easier said than done, and it may s- seem easier on paper, like as a fan saying, like, oh yeah, just put Florence and 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 Haley mm-hmm. in a in a show together, have them do adventures or 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 a movie together, mm-hmm. and then like kind of like just let them, and it's just like okay, mm-hmm. look. You got to get agreements from the actors. You got to make and sure also, their stories progress. You got to make sure the studio's down. Like, well, how, what kind of, how much money do you want to put budget it for? I feel and it's like, like I feel like they would exhaust the characters if they did that. Yeah, I really think that. I don't. I think 
honestly, to get the most out of this character dynamic, they have to pull them apart. Just a little bit. I agree. Yeah, I they, would say so. Yeah, I, I always think I always say solo projects are more rewarding. I yeah. think solo projects are rewarding. Yeah, for sure. Um, because if you have too many characters, mm-hmm. especially characters you love in one movie together, yeah. you know you get distracted, and then uh, then then the what ifs happen. It's oh well, I w- mm-hmm. I wish the I wish this or what yeah. if, and it's like yeah, you know it becomes a it becomes a whole. Spider-Man No Way Home or a Multiverse of Madness type of deal, you know? Um, But solo projects are always, always healthy Mm -hmm. and the safer route, in my opinion. You know, just flesh out the character. Exactly. Flesh it out. Exactly. And so the opposite of of, of solo outfits, um, Yelena and teams, not really a thing. Um, In the book, she's she's had a few. She's been on a few, rather, um, some of which you've already mentioned. But... um, Teams include, but are not limited to, uh, AIM, which we've heard a few times, Advanced Mm. Mechanics, (laughs) the KGB, uh, Black Widow Ops, S.H.I.E.L.D., Hydra, Vanguard, and The GRU, or GRU. Um, And contrary to popular belief, so people are like, oh, well, Yelena was on the Thunderbolts. And it's like, well, no, actually, no. It was Natasha in disguise ah so there's a there's a little wrench in, in the mechanism for those people but um yeah there's you know for the mcu obviously you know as we just said there's there's nothing to her just yet much speculation about thunderbolts how that's gonna happen and how that's gonna come to be who knows um but in the meanwhile she remains employed by valentine allegra de fontaine portrayed by julia louis dreyfus and then, of course, you know, the, the last but not least of uh, Elena's friends and family and, uh, and uh, you know, the like, Fanny, presumably Longbottom, her mixed puppy pup, uh, which is, I hope we get to see more of. And I think more dog <laughs> content, more dogs. And I think that's another another avenue for she and Kate to sure. kind of bond. Doggy lucky. dates. Yeah. Doggy dates. Maybe that's the next time we see them. <laughs> they have a doggy date in Central Park. Or and that's like, it. Even if it's just like yes. a small interaction, that's fine. Right? Like, like hey, just, I'm in New York. All right, yeah. cool. Oh, bye. okay. She just said, Kate Bishop. This is Fanny. Kate Bishop. Yeah. Kate Bishop. <laughs> you have a dog. Um, and so we. that brings us to love interests. Ooh. So I don't know about none. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, actually, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. this is this is probably the first time that a major character has had this particular uh, background, if you will, um, and it's an interesting facet for for any one character in the books or cinema. Uh, Yelena is depicted as canonically Arrowace. Ah. Uh. So for those who are not in the know. Arrowace uh, is a terminology used more in the last, I don't know, I'm going to say five years, which essentially means aromantic and asexual. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So, thereby, Yelena Belova is not interested in anyone. We love that. And anything. I stand. At any time. I stand that. Right. Not to say, however, that... It's not possible. Uh, okay. It's just simply that it is not top of mind. She is not easily aroused by anything. There's nothing in particular that catches her eye, that interests her or piques her interest. 
she is just Yelena Belova being Yelena Belova. Love that. And so, um, and this was noted by Yelena's co-creator, again, Devin Grayson, um, you know, at least for the latter, uh, the, the, the aromantic aspect has been kind of a, a new surfacing um, that they're kind of exploring in the books, but she has always been asexual. More or less. Mm -hmm. Of course, like I mentioned before, you know, people used to romanticize the idea of she and Natasha, but I feel like that was definitely just some people living out their own... Oh, 100%. ...fetishizing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, Devin Grayson himself um, saying that, yeah, no, Yelena is uh, Aroise. And so, um, she has no... She has had no romantic relationships or interests in the books aside the relationship she has with Natasha. Um... Yeah, and that's that's kind of it. <laughs> that's it. Love and, that. Um, yeah, and so this, I don't know if you recall this at all, but this, um, once again, it, it caused an uproar during, you know, the when the film was releasing details and, and how the relationship was. And, and so also as a result of the film, after, you know, it came out, people are already being like, even even despite the chemistry with Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. people are like, she's asexual. That's not supposed to be happening, uh-huh. quote unquote. Yeah, it's a very touchy subject. And it's unfortunate that people take it to that depth of discussion or even romanticize the chemistry to that degree. I see both sides of the spectrum when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, we don't know. We she's also She's obviously also not very indicative of of it which i kind of appreciate like she's not what's the word she's just not vying she's not in the relationship scape right she's Mm -hmm. not looking for anyone she's not flirting necessarily yeah 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 that's just her personality yeah yeah so so i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do with her or you know but but that said there's no indication of who yelena could even connect with in the mcu on a purely romantic level, you know, however, the oh. internet is ripe with possibilities. Sure. <laughs> um, of course, um, these, some of these were really interesting because I didn't expect this first one, but per the internets, uh-huh. people want to see Yelena with Sylvie. Okay. I was like, all right. Sure. Sure. Uh, and or Loki. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, John Walker okay not here for that yeah I'll let's pass. not kate bishop okay i could see it but at the same time uh, i don't know that i mean i really wanted kate in america but that's not gonna happen because that's very strange in this these with those two actors in the books it's adorable but mm. oh, okay, um okay. yeah but uh yeah i don't know i don't know and then the last but not least which is apparently a big thing Yelena and Bucky Barnes for the Winter Widow that we didn't get. With I know you want that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, let die. Let me tell you, I did not, and I think I said this in the Bucky episode. I didn't, I didn't even fathom it or consider Yelena until I saw other people posting things, and especially TikTok. Did not expect TikTok to be on that. Nice. But they are very much all over that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I could see it. I just also almost kind of want her to stay Arrow Ace, to be honest. Sure. No, yeah. We'll see. I mean, no, yeah. Not everybody needs 
Well, that's what I always say, right? The love interest. I said that for Shang-Chi, and I was like, dude, they're going to put them together. And at the end of the movie, they're like, best friends becoming more than? I don't know. And I was like, man, why did I, why did I do that? I said it for Guardians of the Galaxy. And now mm. look, they're basically married. I was like, man! <laughs> <laughs> All the characters that I really like, and, and also including Bucky Barnes, you know, like people are like, Sam and Bucky. And I was like, ah, can't can't they just be friends? Can't can't they just not know, do no one, the thing? No one can have platonic relationships Right, anymore, I'm like, man. platonic relationships absolutely exist. Can we just... They do exist. Remind everybody. And it's the best. It is, right? It's, life is so much easier. Bro. <laughs> and so, so I'm kind of... I kind of hope that they stay with that, with Elena, and just let her be Elena. But, you know, it's not up to me. I'm just a fan. Yeah. Um, we did get a listener question from Instagram via Ariel Tima. Thanks, Ariel. Ooh. If she were to have a love interest in the MCU, who would you like it to be? Gosh. My vote. My vote is definitely Bucky. Yours is Bucky. Oh, for sure. I just think that they would sass each other very, of course, amusingly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of one. I just because I felt like she was so. Because they, no one set her up to be in, with anybody, right. really. I'm just like, I'm enjoying yeah, who right? you are yep. right here. And yep. because of her personality, super strong. Yep. She doesn't, she's, not, she's not dependent on anybody. Exactly. Uh, so I feel like, honestly, I don't think I, can, I can't answer it. I love that, though. Yeah. That's like, that's my number one I don't, I don't see her with anybody at Same. all. Same. 100%. So. Yeah. I don't at all. But just if keep, I were, uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell her just keep kicking butt. And, yeah, you know, just hard same. Keep going. Keep going, sister. <laughs> yep. Hope that answers it for you, Ariel. Um. So let's move on to aesthetic. Ooh. Aesthetic. Ooh. The, <laughs> the Elena dance. So um, <clears throat> as you can see on the again once again on this comic book, crop top city baby. She's just. Let's show the abs. Let's show the uh, the midsection. That is just, I mean, that's just also peak, just nineties. <laughs> it's so nineties. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's just very interesting, right? Because you do have Natasha with this like cat suit that zips down in the middle, right, and just a full figure body. I just, <sighs> yeah. How they then- drew, how they drew, like women. Yeah. In like, oh, it's like <laughs> in the 70s, 80s, 90s. We mentioned this in blows the Scarlet. Blows my mind, yeah. yeah. We mentioned this in Scarlet Witch episode where I was like, yeah, they, they yeah. drew boob socks. Straight, straight cleavage, man. everywhere. I was like, my God. Yeah. I'm like, look, I'm a guy, obviously. Sure. <laughs> and then like, cool, yeah, but it's also just like, whoa. Yeah. It tells you who's creating the books, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, in the books, as, you know, mentioned, should the crop top, thankfully, they avoided that for the MCU. Um, it just wouldn't work. I, even if they did try, it just, I don't think it would work. It wouldn't work in today's society like for nothing, sure. I mean, sure. And even, even if it's in today's society or not, like even if someone would, would do a skimpy outfit, it's I guess, really, whatever. And it's not practical. Yeah, it's not practical. Yeah, it's not. Like, well, <sighs> it's kind of interesting because, you know, if you look at Natasha's... Um, like glam up right like yes. she kind of went from this very the very catsuity oh it the zipper is down halfway yes in iron man, <sighs> in two. Iron yeah, man sure, 2 sure sure yeah and then you look all the way up to black widow and it's much more covered much more 
It's an actual like yeah, tactical it's, suit. It's an actual tactical yeah. suit. Um, and so, of course, the the costume designers in the MCU for Black Widow, uh, Jani Tamim yeah. and Lisa Lovis. Um, but the first uh, Black Widow outfit is that one that's the one that she she guts Oksana in. And she's got the kind of pointy shoulder pads, and it's very much like the modern widow, like standard. Everybody has that same suit. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the casual wear, which is like the very, you know, Gen Z oversized coat look with the shirt and the uh-huh. jeans. And then the white suit or the winter suit. I love the, um, I love the yeah. white suit. It looks so good. Which I think is is obviously, here we go, picture time. Oh, it's the vest. It's the vest. Um, more than likely so modeled after her white widow suit in the comic books, um, which I thought was a neat, again, another neat Easter egg. Um, and of course, this concept art by Andy Park. Man. Love it. Looks oh, good. So good. Um, yeah, you know, I think it was a clever way to kind of not only pay homage to the comic book outfit, but maybe even sort of preface what her outfit could be further down the line when she establishes her own identity as a widow. Yeah. And not necessarily becoming black widow, but white widow. Um, which by the way, there is a red widow. There oh, are wow. there are different colorations. Um, but just those three. Nice. Um, and yeah, and of course the iconic vest, which uh oh and here's here's the Pale little spider white widow um, outfit. Speaking of, that looks cool. It's much it's much better than the crop top. Right? Oh, I'll say. <laughs> and it's also m- much more identifying and unique to Yelena. Yeah, to Yelena. I agree. Yeah, I don't even like the crop. Like, I keep looking at that. Co- oh, I just I it's so, it doesn't again, do it so for 90s. me. It's very nineties. It is. Um, yeah. And so this is actually Clint in this panel. This is from the Black Ooh. Widow book. Um, and of course, uh, the iconic vest, like we mentioned, and then, uh, in Hawkeye, the, uh, costume designer was Michael Crow, who created the black tactical outfit with a night vision scope, That which is more or less <sighs> kind of this, this is the concept art by, jo- uh, Josh Nizzi. Do you remember seeing that? Yeah. With the new vest. Um, oh, yeah. And then I have a picture of the night vision. I'll post these pictures on social, of course. But the uh, night vision scope comes from a particular arc. Yeah, yeah. With the dark event. That was great. I remember yeah. seeing the the pictures. Yeah. On on Twitter, like when yeah. it, when that when that got released in like one of the teasers. Right. And everyone was like, "Oh my god! Yeah, she's like, in it. She's in it. It's her. <laughs> it's her. Yeah. There's no um, one else that wears those goggles." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so she actually, she, long story short, she was recruited for Ames High Council, and uh, she ran a city of villains in this this outfit with wow. the, the night vision goggles. That yeah. is insane. So they adapted that into Hawkeye. Um, and then, of course, this, the final outfit, which is bathed in purple. Me and Jeff are just looking at pictures of Elena. This is basically our life. Dude, following Florence Pugh on Instagram is like the best thing that's happened in my <laughs> life. <laughs> oh my god, Florence Pugh and Rose. Oh uh, her, her Blackpink. Her and her <laughs> and Haley following them on t- Instagram is Oh, and then you have the added value of Gemma Chan. Has changed my whole life. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. It's changed my whole life. 
<laughs> Changed my whole trajectory of my life. I love you in every universe. Also, Florence Pugh, Gemma Chan, and Haley. Cooking Seinfeld. with Flo is so like it's the best. Fun. I wish she would do well. Actually, as much as I would love for it to be a real thing, I do like the Instagram. I love that. Yeah, I the Instagram it. element of it all. Um, sorry, back on track. Oh, yeah. Speaking of food, the mac and cheese outfit, which is iconic. Oh my god, I want that entire fit. Like I want that fit so bad. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that jacket is one of two that exist in the world. And she took it. Wow. Flo took the jacket. I mean, of course she, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, if you didn't know, like Flo dressed Yelena. herself. Yes, yeah, right. She dressed I, I remember herself. reading that, yeah. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Like, micro, micro, Michael Crow, like, commended Flo on kind of bringing herself to the character in that way. And like they really listened to her, they were like, "Okay, so what would I was gonna say? Yeah, what was her, what was what was wear? what was Flo's reason for 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 that choice? Like, cause uh, well, cause she's also like just experimenting. She's on right? her own. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's pivoting all from what we said earlier about how when she left the red room, the vest was so sentimental because it was the first thing she bought. Yeah. So she's really carrying it through. Yeah. Yelena is carrying it through, Hawkeye, and she's trying all these all these costumes or not costumes, but outfits, elements styles, to her outfit. Yeah. yeah. And so what I love about it is, you know, like obviously she looks very cool, but if you very cool, cool, very, very, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> but if you look at the actual details of what she's wearing, like even in the, 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 the end credit scene, the stinger for black widow, when she's wearing the black and yellow checkered outfit, lo- if you look closer, I, and I think that's I Gucci. That <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Gucci. Oh. Um, if you look closer, like flow went down to not only the jewelry, yeah, which has like, there's a ring and full disclosure. I'm starting to collect every single piece of jewelry. Nice. I have two of them already. Wow. Yeah. And so there's that one ring that I wear. It's like the laurels. Yeah. It's a it's a mother of pearl. Yeah. I got that from Italy. And then I have the the wraparound chain necklace that she has. Ooh. Yeah. So I have those two. Um, but uh, but yeah, Flo, Flo picked like the pins that are on the on her coat. Nice. Nice. And they're all reminiscent of something from Yelena's personality. Yeah. Um, and so she did that again with this, the, the mac and cheese outfit. Um, and so there are, there are another, and there are some that are pulled over from Black Widow. Apparently I, I can't remember which ones, but there's like a, the hand, the handgun one, the fingers that look like Mm. a gun. And then some other smaller elements, like a wolf or a a dog or something and a heart. And I was like, that's really cool. I, I love that she's pulling because once again, the actor knows the character best. Exactly. Right. So she's really giving her the persona that she feels fits her and fits the exploration that the this, you know, once really sheltered widow is now becoming her own person. What? This is crazy. <laughs> this is so crazy. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> having dinner with Aurora's, having a delicious meal of mac and cheese with the enemy. What? This, this is, is crazy. crazy. <laughs> I did not. That entire <laughs> scene is incredible. Like <laughs> Haley and like them bouncing off of one another and just the dynamic is so wild. My favorite, my favorite part, <laughs> my favorite moment was, it's like, oh, man, I, I could have killed you back there. <laughs> Elena's like, what? <laughs> you could have killed me. 
Kate Bishop, you're lucky I didn't kill you, Mr. Bear. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh my God. Like if she wasn't everyone's favorite widow already, that was gonna do it. And so if you good. still don't think she's like the best thing that's happened yet, my God, what are you doing? She's so good. She's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then of course the New York tourist outfit, which is the one where she discovers that. Eleanor and the kingpin yeah. are in cahoots. She's wearing like eyeliner, like pretty like dark yeah, eyeliner. Yeah, that too, dark right? eyeliner. Yeah. And then she's got the wraparound chain necklace. She's got uh, the I, I Heart New York shirt. Yeah. And right. then like Statue of Liberty glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, very yeah. like, it's, it's, it's my first time in New York. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Like, I want to do all the see, things. See the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> uh, you know. Ki- Kill Barton, you know, yeah. just the usual. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Oh, it's so fantastic. And then, of course, the final outfit, which is the green coat with this purple-based photo yes. thing. Fantastic look. My goodness, loving it. And so when it comes to the color theory of Yelena as a character, um, she has very similar ones to ones we've mentioned before. The black, which is mystery and enigma. Um, the white, which is eternal and pure. So she's, mm. it could be speculated that the color change isn't only to differentiate Yelena from Nat, but also to kind of symbolize her, her rediscovery and realignment of self and her discovering her persona. Yeah. So that's kind of why I speculate that, again, perhaps we saw the white outfit back in the day, I, you know, with the, the winter widow look, and then that she might have an actual white suit mm. if and when she becomes a quote-unquote good guy. I mean, it's, will, she, will she ever be a good guy? I don't know. I think she's going to be morally gray for the rest of her I, MCU I, life. I love that. I love I'm when, okay with I that. I mean, it makes sense now in the state of the MCU. Like, we don't need black and white. No. You know? It's, nope. it's just... Let's have people in the middle. Give 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 us just. You I know, appreciate the people in the middle. They yeah. do what they do because they think it's the right thing to do. Right. Um. And I think that's you know obviously where all great stories come from. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's great having that mix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah, her yeah. morally gray. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> morally gray and arrow ace. Yeah. That would be anti-heroes, yeah. anti-villain. I mean, and something very different yeah. than what they've done. So, I, I give us I Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm waiting uh, on it. Yeah, right. It's happening. Oh god, but, yeah. Deadpool. Can you ma- can you imagine Deadpool and Yelena in a movie together? I want. <laughs> I want Deadpool, Daredevil. I just y- want Yelena, Deadpool, and Bucky. To me. <laughs> like, and Bucky is the most like muted exactly oh my god he would go crazy yeah um and so in other versions and in other media so other versions of this character you know uh in comparison to other characters yelena has a humble array of variants and clones because who doesn't have a clone in the comic books yeah um she has a clone uh also referred to as the dark widow so see again they have different shades I mean, yeah, you got you got yeah. <laughs> you got to see both sides, you know. Right, showing both sides. Right, and so the, the the clone thing is a very interesting arc in the books. 
um, essentially she had, so Natasha um, had a clone as well. And Natasha's clone activated three of Yelena's own. So how familiar with Evangelion are you? With who? Evangelion. Neon Genesis Evangelion, the anime. Nah. Not at all. Nah. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. The main One of the main characters, she has light blue hair. She's very pale. pale. Her name is Rei Ayanami. Mm-hmm. And she is essentially a clone uh. of somebody's DNA. But the kicker is the creator of her, of her, she and her clones, is basically incubating hundreds of them. Ew. And so, yeah, it's very, you don't even know what I'm seeing in my head. It's very gross. And so they're like, it's like a fish tank of clones. And whenever one is needed or one dies, they replace it with another one. And so similarly, the same could be said for Natasha and Yelena's clones in that when this Natasha clone was activated, she activated three of Yelena's. And they all had no real recollection of who they were. Uh-huh. So they were operating as three independent women oh, wow. who just bore the exact likeness of Yelena Belova. And so um, uh, they were just dispensable body doubles. And so oh it was kind of messed up. So she, Natasha, this Natasha clone was being tailed. Um, you know, of course, somebody's coming after her. And she would dress the clone up as herself. And the clone would get its head blown off or something. And she would run off to like live another day. <laughs> so she basically used them as like to serve her own. This is like a. It's super messed up. I don't know up. if you watch. You, I don't know if you keep up. This is like. That's like a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> is it? Yeah. As a literally. Because long story short. Because Rick is the smartest person in the world, and there's sure. mul- and there's multiple Ricks in the universes, whatever. Yeah. So the the main Rick, which is Ma- Rick C137, I think, which is the smartest Rick of all the Ricks. Okay. He makes clones of himself. Is Pickle Rick J- one just, of them? Huh? Is Pickle Rick one of them? Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick is the one of them. He turned himself into a pickle. Yeah. Okay. He's like that's that's the main one. Oh my but God. he turned himself back. Got but it. long story short, he creates a Rick. Yeah. He creates clones <laughs> of himself. Yeah. So that the Council of Rick can't kill him oh my gosh it's the same thing and, and yeah can't kill him <laughs> because they we gotta we gotta kill uh, we gotta kill the we gotta kill the the main rig and like they don't know which one's the real one because like, oh that wasn't the real rig that's exactly the yeah. same story <laughs> oh my god but then but then the ricks all gain a consciousness of yes. like they're like oh no wait and then they find out oh i'm the clone rig yes and then they die oh my gosh it's the same thing because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the, the third one is still flying free somewhere yeah which is also, if you recall from our Gwen Stacy episode, there is a Gwen Stacy clone that changed her name, <laughs> yeah. and she's out in the so, world just yeah. living her life. And basically, the rigs, they don't know they're, they're, they're the clone That's until wild. they're like, um, damn. Yeah. Okay. Until <laughs> they're met with the, the main rig, and they're like, right. yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's that story, basically. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, of course, there's Earth 807128. Um, so you might have seen this if you follow Marvel on social media, they have that old man Logan Wastelanders podcast or live like podcast play that they always promote. Yes. Um, and so from time to time, you might see a widow that's part of this series. And so I can attest that the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. So they're doing old, old woman widow. (laughs) Right. And I thought it was Nat. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually Elena. Wow. Yeah. So 
Uh, Earth 807128 essentially takes place in the ruins of Wasteland, which is known as America with a K. Whoa. America. That's dark. It's super dark. And that <laughs> says a lot. And so this takes place. This, I think, is very interesting. Not enough, not quite enough for me to, to listen to the radio show. I would like to. I just don't have the time. Uh-huh. But there is a comic book counterpart for this. Yeah. Um, so this story storyline takes place 50 years after the heroes were slaughtered. So America's heroes, superheroes, are just like almost non-existent. They're rare and far and few between. Yeah. America, with a K, (laughs) is divided up among head villains. So this is like Doctor Doom, Mm -hmm. Norman Osborn, I think, and, you know, a few others. And it's essentially leaving this apocalyptic countryside filled with more corruption. Oh, my gosh. And more waste and more just anything you can can imagine in a post-apocalyptic world to look like. It's this. (laughs) And so... um, this this earth and its and its characters was actually created by writer well this yelena was created by writer stephen tonight if that name sounds familiar he was the um he developed season 1 of marvel's daredevil oh oh yes 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 that yes. guy yeah and so he as well as um well a, an artist named well b who goes by the moniker well b uh-huh um aka velibor stanojevic so the two of them together created this alternate universe uh elena belova mm-hmm. and she first appears in wastelanders number one uh black widow sorry black widow number one <laughs> and then um She's a, she at the core is an alternate, uh, she's an alternate universe version of the 616, Yelena, pretty much. So she's very much the same. There's nothing really drastically different about her. Yeah. Um, from the, the one that we know and have discussed in this episode. Um, and she instead in this universe was trained by, this is the biggest factor of all. She was trained by Natasha. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and so the Natasha, of course, again, was, was kind of laced with the, the formula. And so she's teaching this Yelena, like, this is the, the, these are the ropes that you're going to have to, you know, that you're going to have to go through life with it. It's going to be really tough for you because you won't have these enhancements. So utilize your brain rather Mm -hmm. than the brawn. Yeah. And so, of course, that also comes with the fact that it's a post-apocalyptic world, like run by villains. So... Um, and her primary mission in that that universe is to overthrow the Red Skull, who is one of the head honchos. <laughs> a Red Skull universe. How about that? That is so, so many universes, man. <laughs> like, it's, many. it's insane. Yeah. Well, not too many. I think there's just enough. Um, and then, you know, on the MCU side, there's there's obviously you no know, yet to be seen, but there is an Avengers Assembled cartoon version, and she appears in seasons three and four. She's vo- voiced by Julie Nathanson. Um, and we received a listener comment, uh, from Instagram, super fanboy guy. Hi there, Brandon. Who would be Yelena's equivalent in the DC universe? And so I thought this was an interesting question. Whoa. Yeah, because, uh, to be honest, I feel like there's not a distinct, exact counterpart. 
like you could probably pull a few characters together. And to I don't, I don't know that. I don't know many right. DC characters, at least on a on a street level. Right. And so, personally speaking, from my level of very average, if less than, DC knowledge, I would upfront say a bit of Black Canary with a bit of, mm. um, oh my gosh, <laughs> a bit of my girl Huntress. Uh, okay. I almost forgot her name. Holy cannoli. <laughs> um, a bit of both, um, but still, even then, not quite, not quite, because I, I almost relate Black Canary to Mockingbird much more, and she is actually quite, like, they're actually... Mm. M- uh, Mockingbird is definitely modeled after Black Canary. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And I looked it up. And of course, there is a Black Widow in the DC universe. And her name is Clairvoyant. <laughs> and as you can imagine, she was a murdered medium who becomes an ambassador for Satan. Love that. Uh, definitely Go her. not Yelena Belova. <laughs> Go her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and then otherwise, you know, the internets uh, do speculate that Black Canary is probably the best... A candidate for for a widow, not necessarily Elena. Yeah. So take that as you will. Hope that answers the question. Um, Huntress is the best. Just saying. That was <laughs> the a version of her was played by Mary Winstead in oh. in uh, in the uh, Harley Quinn film. Oh, no. Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um. So for the char- the future of the character, I feel like we've we've discussed this quite a bit. But yeah, you know, and and you know, of course, listener Andrew Frank seventeen also asks, you know, where would you like to see? Where would you like to see Yelena appear next? And where do you think she will appear next? Well, I mean, we talked about the Thunderbolts a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would like to see her before. Yeah. Two years. Like I said, I would Ooh. love, I would love a solo project, and in what capacity? I don't know. Is, yeah. is it is it a limited series? Yeah. Or does she pop up in some? I don't know. And even then, it's still like, where would she even pop up? Yeah. Right. You got. I mean, you can't just you can't just pop these characters into sure. stories. You know, in yeah. in each other's stories. So I know, especially considering, I believe that more than ever because I was so sure that Dane Whitman was going to show up in Moon Knight, and then he didn't. And it seemed logical, at least from my perspective. And then they were like, we almost had a character from the Eternals. And then it was Kingo. I was like, Kingo? <laughs> also, you have to think that if you were to have any of these characters make cameos in other projects, like mm-hmm. that that costs money, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Like if you think about like if you if if I see it, I see it all the time on social, it's like like, oh, this was a wasted opportunity to mm-hmm. to put to not put you know, X, Y, Z into this, into yeah. this show or, or film. And it's like, you want to waste that money just for that, for a cameo, just yeah. for them to appear. Like, why not use the money to, yeah. you know, put them in a, in a project, like a full, a full fledged project rather than like right. have them say, maybe have maybe three minutes of screen time, which is already a lot of mm-hmm. screen time in mm-hmm. a in movie world. Right. Um, so it's like, yeah, yeah, the whole camp. The, I think the, the whole cameo thing is just ruined. Well, you know, a a great example of that is, I believe, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, where at the very end you get Ezra Miller. <laughs> Ezra Miller. Oh, a uh, peacemaker. 
Oh, it was Peacemaker. 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 Yeah. There you go. Um, still James Gunn. I was I was kind of right. <laughs> Where they do have Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa, yeah. but not Gal Gadot. <laughs> Gal Gadot or and, Henry Cavill. And yeah. Henry Cavill. Which yeah. I get. Like also, sure, of course, the schedules, but also Quick side note sure. on the Henry Cavill thing. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but I read it mm-hmm. and I, I tried to do a little bit of research. To Give see me if it some was good true. news, Jeff. S- Netflix owns the rights to Henry Cavill's face. Oh, I could be like, I could be just me, <laughs> oh, like just me, just reading random stuff. That's very strange. But like, I was just because of something that I don't know. I forget what what deal, what a deal it was. Whenever it did happen, but I was mm-hmm. just like, that's an interesting. Yeah, was it an NFT? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole going back to like, yeah, like the Henry, uh, Henry um, uh, Jason Momoa, and yeah. Miller. It also, I read, I, I, I read the there was an article in behind the scenes of it. It, it fit in the schedule because they were shooting in the studio, but mm. they're also they're friends exactly. of James Gunn, right? You know, right? Maybe they got paid for it. Maybe maybe, maybe it was either like, at Arr! scale or maybe they were just like, "Hey, we're here. Let's just do it. Yeah, and we'll film it. Yeah." Um, but and yeah, and like and and they're friends, yeah. so and they know each other, so it's like a lot of factors go into even having cameos, right? Um, but like that's that's also different because the ca- the cameos that that came about already established characters mm-hmm. and peacemaker is just a series that takes place in the dceu right. so it's like it was just funny you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah it's like it's a quick like nod mm-hmm. um, whereas these characters in mcu um because it's a new character like you don't want to waste that character just to sure. say like hey what's up bang bang boom boom yeah and then leave and then leave and you're like yeah. oh i wish i saw it. and it's like yeah well you know it's gonna yeah. take some time so this is this is my theory. I think <laughs> I think we're gonna see Elena next, regrettably, in a while. And that'll be Captain America four. Yeah, I would say for I not for a while. I think she's gonna yeah. I think she'll pop up there. Yeah. I think she could be potentially tailing the power broker. Sure. Which could bring her in the crosshairs or at least at the crossroads of both Captain America and Winter Soldier, or uh-huh. White Wolf, whichever he decides to be. Yeah. Um, and whether or not she'll be working with the power broker, because God knows what Valentina is going to make her do. Exactly, too. We, 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 right. we, haven't, we haven't even explored that exactly. part, because Valentina has made super small cameo. Right. So it's like, now what's her? And, and then they're not going to just waste and Julia Louis-Dreyfus' right. talent. Yeah. And this is why I think it is going to be reserved for a bigger thing like Captain America 4, because that is the... It's essentially, yeah. Yeah, sure. that's the next biggest thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my answer. That's a, that's a pretty valid one. Yeah. Pretty valid one. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, almost was. Oh, any ideas? None that I can think of off the top of my head for Yelena. No, it's a tough one. Yeah, I, I personally, I never would have imagined any buddy in particular. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I never would have imagined anybody in particular, but it would have been kind of funny if they got Emily Blunt. Ah, <laughs> uh, just a little bit to come back and. And reclaim her title, so to yeah. speak. Um, but that would be more for insider fan service than anything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I I definitely wouldn't replace Flo with anybody. 
I I 100% agree. Love everything that they they represent with her. I love what she's done with the character. Yeah, but uh almost was. So among among the shortlist of uh actors that auditioned for Elena or even came close to actually getting the role instead of Flo included but is not limited to mm-hmm. Alice Englert from Beautiful Creatures and Ratchet. Okay. I don't did you watch not, Ratchet? Not not too familiar now. Yeah, I I, I watched the show and I know her from the show, but it, she wasn't exactly like a star of the show. So she's kind of like a sideline girl, um, at least in that series. Yeah. Um, Saoirse Ronan. And her name's come up quite a bit. Oh, wow. Uh, I forgot who else. I think maybe Gwen. I don't remember. But she's been named as a, as a few Marvel heroes. So I get the idea that they're trying to get her into the MCU. They just don't know as who. Yeah. And of course, she's from Little Women with Flo and uh, Atonement. Um, Dar Zuzu, Zuzowski, um, who is apparently a model and uh, she's known for TV drama. Mm-hmm. And then Emma Watson. Wow. Not, not, not Stone, but Watson. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So that's an, another interesting choice. But but I, I did read that ultimately with Emma Watson, she's just not a child assassin. <laughs> she's not a premier uh, child no, assassin. Yeah, you, <laughs> she's going to go from yeah, I, the wizarding the world of <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. to slicing up the KGB. Yeah? I, I really like I, I do... I do really respect and appreciate Emma Watson. Could not see her as the yeah, only I don't see it either. No way, no, no, no. not in a million. Yeah. So, so thank you, Flo. Thanks for thanks for being there. Oh yeah. Um, some suggested reading for our friends. So for some old school widow vibes, check out Black Widow: Pale Little Spider, two thousand two, by Greg Rutka, Igor Cordy, and Chris Chukri. So this was a um. A three-part arc printed under the Marvel Max. So this is the one that has Piotr and got it. Okay, the, all that gross stuff, um, the, the the adult content. Um, and again, it can't be found digitally on Marvel's apps. So good luck hunting that down. <laughs> you can get it in print off of eBay or Amazon if you wish. Um, Black Widow 1999. So this is the debut book uh, with Yelena by Devin Grayson, J.G. Jones, and Dave Kemp. Um, and for a more modern feel, if you want some more modern stuff, check out Black Widow 2020 uh, by Kelly Thompson, Elena Casagrande, Rafael De La Torre, and Jordi Belair. Jordi Belair's colored me a couple of times. She's the one that colored me in Batgirl. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Yelena's peppered into that storyline more after the first few issues um, and climbing. And uh, yeah, so she's she's in, I believe, in most of that run. And I I don't know if they're going to cold stop it now that it's been uh, canceled or not, or they're actually mm. going to tie it up. But uh, check that out. Beautiful covers by Adam Hughes. Um, and certainly, and last but not certainly not least, um, Winter Guard 2021 by Ryan Cady, Jen Bazaldua, and Federico Blee. Uh, for those solely familiar with the Black Widow film and its characters, this is a good warm up book that's only four issues. And who doesn't love a good Dracula cameo? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> so that's the end of the show. Ooh. <laughs> ah! 
We love our girl. We love our girl. And we didn't even fight over her. I know. It's okay. Amazing. We can share. <laughs> <laughs> we can have an agreement. I hope Handshaking emoji. Florence Pugh hears this at <laughs> We love Flo! you. I'm going to tag her in everything. <laughs> just like aggressively spam just tagging. Spamming everything. Her. Ghost tagging everything. Yeah. My <laughs> wish is that Florence Pugh, like if I ever meet Florence Pugh and it's the right situation. Oh, yeah. I am the person that genuinely respects people when I first meet them. Yeah. But with Florence Pugh, I will be like, hi, I'm such a fan of your work. Do you want to date for like a minute? <laughs> like just one, like literally, I'll be like one minute, just one minute. And see what she says. I feel like she would be game. <laughs> You're like, one like minute? Like, All right, okay, let's cool, do it. Let's go. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You got to shoot your shot, Jeff. I mean, I do not blame you. There I would go. totally just be flustered and really? just be like, I love you, I love you, I love you. I, I, <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh, and be like, so I love you in everything that you do. Yeah, I love you in every universe. <laughs> <laughs> It's the mo it's the moments that will stick yeah, with us that sure. we'll have per inv individually. I but. truly hope we're together. If if and if either is either of us is gonna meet her, I hope we're together. We can only hope and dream, <laughs> man. She seems like the coolest person in the world just to be uh, and hang out fly. with. Like just to even like, go out and have a drink with, right, which right. is I'm all for. Aperol <laughs> spritz, apparently. Oh, sounds great. Or That's she can cook us a it. nice meal that yeah. I'm Cooking down. with Flo, yeah. Jeffrey, and I. <laughs> I love it. We're speaking it into <laughs> existence. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Next episode. So we're going to finally do this. We're going to cross off the last, last That's main right. Avenger. That's right. On our list. Yes. And that is the one and only Incredible Hulk himself. Yes. Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, in about two weeks' time, please join us for that. Um, we are Groot Salute to Laura, Andrew, Robin, Jenny, Ed, Ariel, Jolis, Melanie, Katie, the Rackner, Tyler, Ashley, Nats, and Claire. I just need you, all of you to know that Jeffrey salutes you literally when yeah. I read these I names. do this actually pretty much every episode. You do, every I'm episode. Like, <laughs> no one's ever going to see it, but you got to do it. I see it, it Jeff. I can convey <laughs> for you. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on social at strkcn. Oh, did I mess it up? No, I didn't. Oh, you're good. Oh, you had it. S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review and subscribe. Yes. And also, if you're going to be at Heroes Con, I will be at Heroes Con next week in North Carolina. Um, Is this? Yeah, this episode comes out on Saturday. So, yeah. Dies at every con, guys. Dude, it is con season next month. Don't even ask me. I am gone three what you How you feel about con season is how I feel about concerts and festivals this year. It's kicking my butt. It is kicking my butt. Yeah. Kicking it like Oof. hard. They're like, they're like, Holy oh, you want to see this artist? Boom. They're right here. Yeah, exactly. You want to see the same artist at a festival though? Boom. This festival. <laughs> yeah. So. Can't win. Can't win. We so are you... going through it. So, um, but yeah, once again, guys, thanks for listening and we will catch you in the next one. See you. Bye. Bye. So what do you want? Well, it's my first time in New York. Mm -hmm. But it's a business trip, so time is limited. But I do want to see some things. I want to see uh, the Empire State Building, uh, the new and improved Statue of Liberty, and the Rockefeller Center. <laughs> Very funny. What, it's not good? Oh, no, they're... They're great. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you've got to see the tree. <laughs> mm, exactly. See? 
I love American Christmas is the tree, the presents, the super powered reindeer, Rudolph. Mm -hmm. He is so weird. <laughs> Have you ever eaten reindeer? Cannot say I've had the pleasure. No, <laughs> no it is not a pleasure. 